Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park You are now listening to the hottest true crime podcast in the streets. Hello and welcome to another episode of Affirmative Murder. I've I hit my funny bone. Um, I am Alvin Williams. Uh, my hand, my pinky's numb. I am Alvin Williams, joined as always by my partner in true crime, Franco Evans. Oh yes, yeah, right a minute, Mr. Postman. Yeah, man, I'm the mailman. Can't you tell, man? Gonna postal. Postal, what up? Hey, man, how's good? it going? Nah, yeah, I'm good. It's just that you know, uh, it just is a weird tingling, feeling. Yeah, yeah it's tingling. Immediately put your hand to sleep. Yeah, I don't know. I'm glad. I hope we don't have any of those bones anywhere else, and they just haven't been discovered yet. Probably, you know? I think we do, man. You had one like me a, in the like knee a, somewhere. Well, you know something. I guess it's probably in your face. That's how UFC fighters get fucking put to sleep, turned in stone. You know, some mm. kind of funny, funny bone in your jaw. Yeah, man. I went. Speaking of like knockout uh-huh. shit, I went down a rabbit hole of like Mike Tyson. Oh man! On YouTube, like, those should have night. a like. You know, you have to click <laughs> a thing like, do you agree to watch yeah. the graphicness of this? Yes, Man. are you over eighteen? Yeah. His his compilations should come with one of those. Like you have to, you should have to confirm that you're eighteen. Yeah, yeah. He's on there breaking people's jaws, oh, and crazy. punching them, and they start crying, and it's it, oh my god, their head snaps back. Wow. He was a killing machine. <laughs> he was. I mean, it really was. Well, he was like a nice killing machine. He like help you up after he like. Yeah. Oh man. <laughs> fucking knock your block. Off. Oh my god! And his neck was so thick, like yeah, a, man. like a rump roast. Yeah. Like on his neck was a, a a giant slab of meat. He was a monster, man. Yeah. Just a just a real predator, you know yes, what I mean? Like a absolutely. real like a like something in his eyes was shark like. He could hang out with tigers and not get attacked at least yeah, for the time being. He had several tigers as pets. Very interesting. Who did guy. it though in like the nineties? Was that, um, that was a lot a thing, of people? Right? A lot of people didn't though. I a mean, lot like, of people didn't. Celebrities? Or a lot just of crazy celebrities. People crazy? I don't think Tim Allen from Home Improvement. Okay, maybe it was just him. Had and Mike. tigers. Michael Jackson. Michael Jackson might have had a couple tigers, okay, but he wasn't doing he wasn't doing what Mike Tyson was doing with the tigers. Oh. Mike Tyson was in the tidy whities poolside holding the chain himself mm. of the tiger. Mike Jack Michael Jackson probably had some tigers in a, a preserve on his land. Still had them with though. some giraffes. You know, Bubbles was probably kicking it. You know, serving him drinks and stuff with umbrellas in it. Yep, yep, yep. And and all that type of stuff, but Mike was really in the pool with the tigers swimming. That's crazy. And everything. Yeah. Because he also was That's a predator. I think the tigers could see in his eyes. I mean, he might punch me if I, I was it. to bite him. He might it. hit me back. I doubt it. Okay. Well, I'm just saying, all yeah. the mics, the three mics. Who's the third one? Michael Jordan. Oh. Michael Jordan. I don't think he had tigers. 
Never, we, ain't, we ain't get going to that. You don't want to get into Mike Jordan? I'm saying that like people. It's been like recent people are like, I like Michael Jordan, but ah, uh, as a person, I can't. Stand oh, Michael him. Jordan was an awful an person. Asshole, he was a real dick. He was a real dick, man. He was an overly competitive person, and <laughs> everything. Yeah. So you can't even invite him out to any kind of casual thing like him as golf. You want to put a thousand dollars on this hole? Like, no, Mike. I just wanted to open so up some fun, beers man. and you know have a no, no. Wait, come on, man. Come on, let's do it's, it right now. Right now, who can who can get uh, a birdie first? You're like, yeah. look, don't invite Mike. I, I bet him. Michael Jordan didn't get invited to a lot of things. Probably, I heard I was listening to the podcast with uh, Tom Segura and Brian Simpson. I love Brian Simpson, one of my favorite comedians. Mm-hmm. He was like, I bet you Michael Jordan got a friend where he got like, I bet you I die first. Oh, they got some. <laughs> it's some kind of bet. Oh, Michael Jordan probably, definitely, but I'll say probably for legal reasons. Yeah, but definitely. Contributes in some high stakes gambling type so? of situation. I think he probably bets on like human hunting mm. things that we don't. You're not gonna see on ESPN four. Yeah, 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 things you got to have a live feed to some country uh, in you know Southeast Asia or something where they're playing Russian roulette in a basement. He plays. He plays high stakes gambling shit That's for great. sure. Yeah, he definitely contributes in the ultimate hunt. Which is like, you know, people hunting. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, and Michael Jordan doesn't just do because he got bored. You watch that sports documentary. He used his one of his security guards, he was just like they were throwing yeah. quarters at a wall. Wow. Who can get the quarter closest to the wall? This man is worth hundreds of millions of dollars and wants he wants your money. That's his thing. Yeah. He's I think he said that specifically in the doc. He's like, I like when your money's in my pocket. <laughs> I know I have money, but I want your money. So we're That's gonna crazy. play horse, we're gonna play tiddlywinks, jacks, whatever it is. I wanna put money on the line and I want your money in my pocket and I want you to know. That your money's in my pocket. He just likes to snatch people's souls, man. That's what he likes to do. But you have to be that to get to where those people got to. Yeah, that's true. They all had all the three mics had that. Every every uh, elite athlete had that. I guess. I guess you can argue. Bro, you that. think Michael I Jackson guess you and Prince didn't way. like each other just because like they both were light skinned or whatever? You know, no, they were competitive. But it wasn't. But it wasn't. And they like, both thought each other was better than the other one. Yeah, but. Um, I, but how no, many Prince people, had a like, stand up because he's a musician. That, how, how many people knew that? I didn't. That they didn't like each that other. That wasn't an open like. It was an industry. It was an. Yeah. It was an industry. It wasn't an open thing. rivalry. It's now known. Like, yeah. I didn't know that. I, I always wonder why. Why haven't they collaborated? Collaborated, done mm-hmm. music together, and I go, and after a while, you go, oh, they just wasn't. Mm-hmm. Especially when I saw that video of like, it was like I think you posted or Les posted it, and it was like um, when when James Brown when they was all in the same building. Uh huh. But Michael Jackson was like. Hey, Prince is here. And he like left. And then Prince. <laughs> also, Prince is a bitch. One of my favorite people of all time. Prince is the most sassiest, oh, bitchiest dude of all time. But yes, I think that for the time, Michael Jackson and, and Prince were like Kendrick Lamar and Drake. Like yeah. Kendrick Lamar, who is Prince in this situation, artistic, you know, not about singles and numbers and all this stuff, just about the, the vision and, and auteur and wanted to really, you know, make art. And Michael Jackson was like, I do numbers. Yeah. Nobody does numbers like me. I sell out stadiums. I'm the biggest thing on the planet. But everybody that I talk to, because I'm the biggest thing on the planet, everybody that I talk to tells me I should listen to Prince. Every studio musician, everybody that tells me like, man, you know, I don't know if you got some time, but you should check out this new Prince project. He's doing some amazing music. Yeah. And that hurts you as a musician because you go, well, I'm making the biggest music on the planet, but all the people that I respect in the industry are telling me Prince is that dude. Yeah. And that'll and and then on, on the Prince's side, it's like, why am I not selling out what Michael Jackson is doing? I'm making better music. I play 15 instruments. I do this. I'm do. He's making generic disco music. I'm it's, doing it, that it, real. It, shit. They have a they have a they have a different lane of what they do. In and the they music. can coexist, but they couldn't coexist yeah. together because I think they both thought like I'm better than that person. And we were robbed. We were robbed of not robbed having, for sure. 
you know, a collab. Could you imagine Prince, that funky Prince music with Michael Jackson? Don't right. Oh, that would have been right. some crazy shit. Right. You could probably go YouTube something that somebody made, yeah. some fake collaboration, but them in the studio together probably would have made some magical stuff. But sometimes that ego, yeah, man. It's, you got to kill that ego, bro, because it's just, it's, it only defeats, the ego is, does, serves no good purpose. Yeah. But yeah, all of that psyche shit mm-hmm. plays right into true crime. Oh, all that yeah, shit yeah, is, yeah, it, yeah. It, narcissism. It depends on what, where you're going to take it. Yeah. Some of it is good. <laughs> Obviously, some of good. You can do great things, or you can bad. do really horrible, yeah, yeah. terrifying, yeah, man. disgusting things. And speaking of, we got an update on a case we discussed a few mm-hmm. a few months ago. I would say, I guess, probably a few months ago, um, the Christian Obosimile case. Yeah, there's been an update. Uh, Courtney Clinney, she went by. She had like several names because I guess she does OnlyFans or something. I think she had like a, a stage name yeah. or something. That name, I went. I don't know who this. I knew. I knew his name. Yeah. But every time I heard her name, I go. I saw a different name. I saw a different name so many different times <laughs> over the last few months yeah. about what her name was. But Courtney Clenny is the name that is in you know all the headlines now. Mm-hmm. So I guess that's her government name. Okay. Courtney Clenny, Clenny has officially been charged with uh, murder. I don't know if it's in the second degree or what, but she's charged with murder in the uh, the death of Christian Obosimile. Mm-hmm. When this happened a few months ago, we discussed it because she there was video. From across, like they live in these high rise buildings in Miami. And so yeah. somebody filmed her like across a building across and you could see her talking to police on the floor covered in blood. She stabbed this guy a bunch of times yeah. and her claim was that it was self-defense. Then there was all kind of conflicting reports, not really too many conflicting, but there were people who were friends with her who said they got they get into fights. Mm-hmm. And there were neighbors who said, yeah, they get into fights. But every time we've seen it, it's been her, yeah, you know, who has been the aggressor. And because it was kind of like. He said, she said types of things and she, we hadn't heard her story until she came out. And I think she, you know, said it was self-defense. People saw her like in the lobby of a hotel getting drinks with a friend days the after day, yeah, she, yeah. Was, she was covered in blood and yeah. crying. And, you know, this was a whole thing. Then just to catch people up, uh, people found because as, as the world is, is to do and, and this doesn't. It begs to be discussed, but it doesn't have anything to do with his murder. But people found Christian Obosimile's old tweets, and in some of these tweets, he was saying how, and we discussed this as well. How he, what he was saying was, he was disparaging black women. Okay, and then as a black man who dates white women, for mm. you to say, for there to be so much uh, evidence of you down talking and de- and denigrating black women, it it goes into that that type discussion where you're like, you if you have a type, that's fine. You like short girls, you like tall girls. You like, okay, you like thick girls or whatever. Yeah. But when your preference is not this, and so it's anything but this, that's self-hate and that's a whole bunch of other stuff. And, you know, people called him out for that, even in his death. Yeah. It was it was a discussion that was brought up. And there were even some people that go, hey, man, this is what you wanted, right? You didn't want to date outside your race, and this happened to you. And I didn't like I don't like that. Hey, that, stuff, always, that always comes up. It always and, happens. And, uh, that type of shit always comes up. But the thing about where when people go, especially when, when black men go... And I'm, I'm talking about more black men because it's like mm. it's your it's your own kind, yeah. right? So and it's I like, just we just have more of a like uh, close relation right. to this discussion. So when you we go, are black men, right? So when you go having a preference is okay, right? I I, I believe right. that. Yeah. So, but if you go like all your, I'm excluding like, this. This I don't like natural hair and yeah. this and dark skin and everything is like a knot, right? As when opposed you, that, to a you wedding. lose me because it's like now you're disrespecting your own your mom. Yes, your mom is a black woman, mm-hmm. right? And it's like. How and I don't know anything about his family anything, but it's like how can you say that when your own mother is 
that type of person that you don't you wouldn't date. It's like yeah. I just I find I find that highly disrespectful. Absolutely. I just I would never I, I would never say I don't like. I don't and to, like, say, and to say like, it out loud yeah. as if you're looking for like, a, am I right, fellas? That's crazy. That's the that's craziest crazy. part. To that's me. wild. Because you can have your own internalized things yeah, that you haven't dealt with or whatever, and you, but you should be ashamed of that. Absolutely. That should not be something you feel proud to say out loud. And he was called out for that. There was plenty. Of tweet, yeah, there was plenty of tweets so. about that. It's yeah, not man. cool. But at the same time, it's also not cool that he was stabbed a bunch of times. No. This is the same thing that happened. I feel so bad for this young lady. I, I can't remember. I can't that I can't remember her name right now. But the young lady that was in Connecticut and they found her dead, and the white guy was like 35, 40 years old, and she okay. had drugs in her apartment, mm-hmm. and he wasn't charged. I expect in the next few months an update on that story as well, like we're getting about this Christian Noble Simile story. But I don't know. Yeah, I can't remember her name right now. But in that situation, there was a lot of people who went, "Well, yeah, you don't want to date. You want to date outside your race. This is what happens." And I, it just, you know, I don't know if she had tweets like that about black men, but I'm just saying it doesn't need to go there. You know, like this guy's dead. Something bad happened. Let's try to figure out what happened. These tweets are not OK. A discussion should be had about, I guess, outside of him, because that's a bigger that's a bigger conversation mm-hmm. about why people do that, why people feel that way, why people feel a need to disparage people within their own race to to kind of justify their preferences you know, which is like, I just, I'm just not a fan of that, you know. Yeah. Well, they're loud and this and that and this. So I go for that, this, because it's not that. And it's like, well, you're wrong. Yeah. Because this woman, as they released uh, elevator footage of uh, Courtney Clinney, plenty loud. Yeah. Plenty aggressive, whatever other things that he might have said they about said, black women. Their whole women. relationship was combative. Volatile. Volatile, yeah. Dangerous. And so I don't really, what it comes down to is that he thought she was pretty. And so he felt like it was worth dealing with. Ain't no way in hell. And unfortunately, he lost his life no thinking way. that. You know, he, I guess he thought he could control her. Maybe he thought it was something sexy about nobody's she's that aggressive pretty. and fighting. And so he holds her back, and they go have sex later on. Nobody. Maybe that it was pretty. that kind of thing—a basic instincty type of relationship, which is not okay. Domestic violence Absolutely. is wrong. And but I'm just trying to. I think that that's there's an aspect of that in some of these relationships where they're volatile and hot and heavy and we hit each other, then we have sex. And I think it might've been one of those types of situations. And he, and maybe it was something he liked about it that made him stay. Absolutely. I think that's, I think that happens a lot. But yeah. People, we just not, people are not going to touch on that. Yeah. Because people, I think a lot of people will go like, it would be hard to admit to be like, yeah, but she's hot though. Yeah. Yes. I'll beat on me for a couple of times, but yeah. I mean, geez, look at you see her body. Like, yeah. I think no way in hell. Yeah. I nah, think man. this was insane. No, it's, I mean, don't put, don't hit, don't put your hands on me. Um, and unfortunately they got into some kind of dis- domestic disturbance that night and she killed the shit out of him Yeah, man. and she has been charged, albeit, you know, a few months later, I guess they had to do some real research and really confirm. But I think once that elevator footage came out, all the, well, it was probably self-defense, this, that, and the third, they fight a lot, but sometimes we don't know who's the aggressor. That video kind of was the nail in the coffin for her as far as self-defense claim yeah even though that wasn't the night of that was a, a separate event yeah months before he was killed but and we were talking off air where i said if that video was a ray rice level type of video mm-hmm. i think she i think she gets off she on walks. self-defense yeah. if that video showed him hitting her back or even like hitting her first it's easier for people to paint the idea in their mind that this what's what we're watching right now happened in the apartment and, and so she def- and and all the other times yeah, yeah. and this night she finally defended herself. Yeah. But in that video you saw a dude who was going, "Hey, 
Relax. Stop. Okay. Headlock. Mm-hmm. Arms holding. Stop hitting me. And she was very aggressive and she kept hitting him and kept punching him and they got off the elevator. And so once you see that, you go, okay, well, maybe on this night, she turned up even more. She grabbed the knife and now he's holding her arms and all this type of stuff. And she she flipped out and, and started stabbing this guy. Yeah. So I, also there was news like, I don't know how much of this is true, but like there was news where it was like, um, I think before the, the elevator footage came out, mm-hmm. they were saying that, you know, um, they were saying that family members were like, instead of pinning it on her, mm-hmm. which they probably knew her history, I would assume they probably was like, it was self-defense. They was doing it to each other mm-hmm. until that video came out. And it was like, oh, neighbors was complaining. And then they was about to, they was about to be kicked out of the, the, the building yeah. because of all of the complaints and shit like that. And mm-hmm. it's like, nah, man, she, she was hitting on this dude. Yeah. All the time, mm-hmm. all the time. Mm-hmm. And that's like, and it, and it's easy to dismiss until somebody dies because yeah. he's six feet and she's five, three and she's this little petite blonde and he's this big black guy. So it's like, Okay, yeah, we saw her flipping out on him in the lobby of the hotel, but like, what is she really gonna do to this guy? He seems to he stays like doesn't it's matter. easy. To, it doesn't matter. It's easy to keep. It's easy to dismiss it as a person who might be in the vicinity of it and just go, yeah, I don't know. He they stick around, they stay with each other. You know, they must. You know, they they'll figure it out. Like he's not in any real danger, and then he's dead. So you know, uh, rest in peace to this guy. I don't think that his tweets and some of the things that he probably said to people in public, you know, discussions is okay. How long ago was it? Did it, did it say the tweets? Because oh, they like I mean, they like, were at, no. These weren't these weren't like uh, ten years ten, old. Okay. No, these were like they were they were ten years old, five years old, three years old. Like it was a consistent thing that he was saying. Okay. You know, All he right. was consistently a guy who, and he also was a Twitter personality. Like he was a social media personality. So sometimes you say stuff to get retweets. Yeah, and to my knowledge, Twitter's not like that as much as it used to be. So it's pretty crazy for me to see the the date be 2018 even and a guy disparaging black women on Twitter and doing it for the for the lols. Mm -hmm. Like it just that whole thing is dead, you know, like like shock jock Twitter is not around anymore. To my knowledge, people are still are still funny on Twitter, but yeah. not as much as at, at the expense of other people. Yeah, making fun of other people. Yeah, I don't, yeah. I don't see that. I don't 2009 see that. was crazy. There's a documentary on on Netflix about it's called The Most Hated Man in a in on the internet. It's about Hunter see, Moore. You saw it? I watched I watched it's I like mo- it. it's like multiple episodes. Okay. It's about Hunter Moore, who I followed on Twitter back in 2009. Did you? And I remember one specific night he was having people go in the toilet, take shit out of the toilet and eat it. That's why. That's what 2009 Twitter was. It was a bunch of people on there that were just like animals. Yeah. And it was a sick Your place. Yeah. It was a sick. It was a sick place. But thankfully, it's changed. We grow up, and you know, some people don't. Some people are still on there looking for that kind of attention. Yeah. And it's profitable for some people, I guess, because like Christian Noble Assembly was making money doing social media and uh, among other things. Was I don't. He? I don't know. I don't. I didn't know him until this story. But that was a thing he was trying to do. She was an OnlyFans model, mm-hmm. and he was some kind of a YouTube personality social media personality mm-hmm. something they were in that world i guess that's how they met mm. but um rest in peace regardless man um i'm glad that we got this update and somebody will be charged for his murder and because it was fishy and we were all just kind of speculating like do you think it was self-defense like mm-hmm. i mean it, like what i heard this i read this somewhere i heard the neighbor said this and now we see this footage of the elevator and it kind of puts a light on 
more of the situation. Not everything, because we still don't know what happened that night. We weren't there in that hotel. Two things can be true. Yeah. You know, and, and so, but we are more able to come to a more well-defined conclusion with the information that we have. So I just wanted to touch on that. And um, yeah, let's get into these uh, shout outs. All right. It's time for some shout outs. Got a short list this week, but they're all super important. So it doesn't matter. Up first, we got Kathleen. O. oh, my God. We're so grateful that you are contributing to the Patreon. I don't know. Uh, you know, hey, shout out to you, Kathleen. Up next, we got Zach. A. Zach, you get an A for being a uh, <laughs> Super supportive, you know what I'm saying, Fran? This guy's killing it. A plus, more like that, more like Zach. A plus, you feel me? Uh, and uh, lastly, we got. I'm sorry, I have to do it, but um, I'm, not, I'm actually gonna not say your first name. I'm just gonna say Fina. Fini. Uh, so shout out to Boy Meets World. Shout out to that person, Jay Feeney. I had to say your last name because I love Boy Meets World. Thank you for the support. We love you. We think we're so grateful for you. And we hope that you enjoy the uh, content that's over there on Patreon and, and absorb it and take it in and laugh and cry and all of those things. You know what I mean? And uh, Fran, before we take a break, we got two weeks left. Again, you will not be joining me in Dallas, but I will be in Dallas, Texas at the True Crime Podcast Festival. I'm very excited to meet and see once again some of my favorite podcast friends, and it's going to be a super fun time. So if you are coming, come to come to our booth, even though friend won't be there. Maybe I'll pull him up on the FaceTime or something like that. Um, and yeah, super excited. So Dallas, Texas, two weeks, August the 20-something to the, the last week of August. I'm not good with dates, friend. Last week of August, we'll I will be in Dallas, Texas. Hot. Two weeks? Yeah, two weeks. I will be in Dallas, Texas, Sfitzing. Doing my best I can to survive because I hear that Texas heat is different. It's a monster. Um, but, you know. So are you going to be walking around? Like, what is, how can people find you? Where mm, are you going to be able to find you? Well, um, I will be at the convention mm-hmm. or the festival for one. And two, I will definitely be where the mechanical bulls are. Right. I'm looking to hop on one of those mechanical okay. bulls, get my ride on. Well, where will you be in the convention, though? How will we, people be able to find Alvin? In the convention. Are you? Oh, well, you're going to... He's got a spot, like, where's Waldo type thing? He got a spot you. Oh, you got to just find people. me, but look for the dude in the cowboy hat and spurs. Okay. I'm gotcha. fully committed to being in Dallas, Texas, so I will have on a cowboy hat and spurs. So look for me, listen for me, because you know those spurs, they jingle, jingle, jingle. Yeah. So listen for me, look for me, and um, I also could possibly do one of those festival type things, like a, like a music festival. Maybe I'll put your face on a stick and hold it up high <laughs> okay. and walk around and just look for the floating Fran yeah. face yeah. in the crowd. Come up to me, say what's up to me and uh, let's have us a good time. Am I right? Uh, yeah. But in the meantime, what we're going to do is we're going to take a quick break and when we come back, we're going to get into some fucked up shit. So stick around. Affirmative murder is brought to you by my life in a book. With Mother's Day right around the corner, I just know you guys are thinking about a truly special gift for your mom. But let me tell you about a pretty priceless gift. MyLifeInABook.com It's a unique service that turns your mom's life stories into a beautiful book that you could pass down from generation to generation, which I think is a pretty awesome memento to leave behind. Here's how it works. Every week, MyLifeInABook.com will send her a question via email. These can be pre-written questions about her life or any custom questions that you want to ask. Your mother or the mother can either type her response or record her voice. MyLifeInABook.com then compiles all of her responses into a beautiful keepsake book. And guess what? 
They can even create an audiobook using her voice recordings. It would be like preserving her voice and her stories for all of eternity. Your mom's giving you a lifetime of stories, and this is your chance to give her a way to share them. I'm in the middle of my mylifeinabook.com journey, and I'm really excited to see how it turns out. I've been asking some pretty thought-provoking and funny questions, and, you know, I'm excited to see the response, but I'm also just excited to have the physical book in my hands and know that I can look back on it in 20, 30 years. The interface is super user-friendly. The questions are super easy to set up. It's a breeze of a process. So what I need you to do is check out mylifeinabook.com. That's mylifeinabook.com. And use code AMP, that's A-M as in Mother's Day, P, at checkout for 10% off. Create an unforgettable gift for the mom in your life this Mother's Day. One more time, that's mylifeinabook.com. Use code AMP for 10% off today. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line. Prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. All right, and we are back. Fran, my affirmative murder this week is the story of Joshua Julius Anderson. Okay. Okay. So on November 5th, 2006, the body of Evaristo Tobias was found on a Tulsa, Oklahoma sidewalk with a single gunshot blast to the head. Mm. Tobias was killed instantly, obviously, and authorities had no suspects. Less than a mile away, about three months later, another murder took place. This time, the victim was Christopher Madero, who had been shot multiple times with a 22 caliber pistol in an apparent robbery of just a few dollars in the gentleman's wallet. Mm, what, what year was this? 2006. Okay. I feel like 22 is such a such a popular Small, uh, yeah, gun. I feel like it's a gun you can always get. It's a revolver, right? Is it compact, a revolver? Compact, compact gun. I'm sorry? Is it a revolver? Or no? I think so. In my mind, it is. But again, I also know nothing about guns. So I'm, I'm sure there's somebody. I don't know. I don't know if we have a lot of gun nuts that listen. But if there are, is one, he's like, you guys don't know anything. A 22 caliber pistol. It's just, the, it's just the caliber of the bullet. It's not the gun. Any any gun. There's many guns that can hold 22. Excuse the hell you got out of it. me. Hey, man, you got it. You got it. You know all the things about guns. Sorry. Um. So also, so in reference to the robbery thing, some reports say that there was little as $3 in this guy's wallet. Got murdered for $3. The next day, the killer struck again and killed David Gilbert during an argument at a convenience store. The victim was shot in the head once again with a, cal- with a 22 caliber pistol. Yeah, it is a pistol. It's just a pistol. Just a pistol. Yeah. yeah. Hmm. So police had a very strong feeling that the three murders were connected due to the small area in which they took place and the relevantly short time in which it occurred. The convenience store murder bore witnesses who pointed de- uh, detectives to a potential suspect and they put out a search warrant for Joshua Anderson. Okay. Tragically, on February 2nd, 2007, Joshua would, would kill again before he could be apprehended, though. Mm. So he knocked on the door of an elderly woman. 
When she answered the door, she was ambushed by Anderson wearing a bandana over his face. After forcing his way into the home of Rosemary Hobbs, he robbed her of her valuables and then left her tied up in the living room with the intention of returning for whatever sick reason. He left Rosemary Hobbs and went and picked up his older brother, who would later detail what happened that night to detectives. I, I was not able to find why he, I don't know if he thought it would be funny, if he needed help getting some more valuable things out of the house. I don't know why he left and went and got his older brother, though. Anyway, <clears throat> the brotherly duo returned to Rosemary's home, and while making their way back inside, they noticed through a window that her son, Herbert Hobbs, was unrestraining his mother. Joshua furiously bursted into the home and demanded that the mother and son put their hands in the air. With a gun fixed on them, he ordered the Hobbs to strip naked and perform sex acts on one another. The family? The mother and son. Now, Rosemary Hobbs is an elderly woman, and Herbert... Hobbs is her son, but let's say if she's 80, he's 50, 60 years old. You know, he's not, these are, it's not a young, these are adults, but it's the mother and son. I'm saying it's still. Oh, it's disgusting. I'm just saying like, it's not like a, I just wanted to put in context their ages. Like this is an elderly woman. And so her son is, you know, probably in his late fifties or, you know, late forties, early. That make a difference to him. So that make a difference. To who? To the, to fucking the guy. I, you would think it would. I don't. I mean, I don't. I wouldn't want to have a mother see a mother and son have sex at all. But I definitely wouldn't want to see two, you know, middle a middle aged guy have sex with an old lady. I don't want to see anybody have sex yeah, with an old lady. Dude, I'm saying and he's make sick. them do things yeah. to each other. It just is all sick. Again, we're again having that conversation where it's like I would never do any of this at all to anybody. No. Age, nothing. Yeah, you know, there's no stipulations or something like that. Like there's no asterisks involved in this. I would not help hold somebody at gunpoint and go do this to them, mother, son. Boyfriend, girlfriend, whatever. So we can't even really have these conversations. I don't know why he wanted to see it. If he just wanted to dominate them and, you know, just exude his power over them, it's probably, mm-hmm. that's probably what it was. He just wanted to show that he was in control. Yeah. And I can make you do this to them. And you messed up my plan of whatever it was when I was going to come back with my brother with your mom tied up here. You messed it up and now I need to punish you because yep. I'm in control. That's really what the dynamic was. So the mother and son begged Anderson to let them go. But the brothers simply laughed at the sadistic game that they had control over. And after squeezing all the sick fun that they could out of the situation, Joshua shot Herbert, Herbert Hobbs in the head in front of his mother, mm. killing him instantly. He then shot Rosemary numerous times in the chest, musing at her pain for a moment before finally shooting her in the head and killing her. In a move <laughs> that is still baffling and incredibly upsetting, 19-year-old Anderson allegedly then dug out some of the deceased's brain what? and ate a piece. What? Yes. Shot her in the head and dug in Rosemary Hobbs's skull and took out a piece of her brain and ate, ate a piece of it. It would wow. have to be way more work than just him digging his hand. It would have to be... I'm sure it was. I don't... There's... I wasn't able to find what? details on what he did. I, and it was... I'm sure it was very crude and it wasn't Hannibal Lecter's... Took a finger and went in the bullet hole and just got a little bit of brain and ate, and ate some of her brain. Uh, uh, I'm not. Yeah. I'm not. I don't know if I can. I don't know if I can buy that. Okay, that's fine. That's what. That's 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 what the newspapers say. Um, his brother's reaction to this moment brain. isn't known, but I can guess what it was. Is cannibalism his thing? Is I don't know. But I mean, he, why, he like made the mother and son diddle each other. So this is a sick guy, you know. So now. Is going and eating Stats. brain as another level above the, even the sick thing? Abs- yes, definitely. But I'm just saying the baseline is he likes to see incest at gunpoint. 
Did he? So what, what was his reaction? Did did that come up? That we I don't know his reaction. His brother's reaction. I don't know. I don't know if he liked it. I think he just did it to. Who knows why he did it? To be just to be look cool to his brother. I guess I don't know. Nineteen years old. I don't even know. I'm trying Man. to be like, you know, you're young. Your brain's not fully developed. There's no excuse I can make for this guy. He's a sick uh, individual. What's that, what's that like? Um, what, deviant behavior? Yeah, he's a deviant for sure. Man. Sexual deviant component because of what he did to the mother and son. And just, yeah, he's a, he's a sick. Yeah, he's a sick individual for sure. Without question. 19, whatever. The age, it doesn't matter the age. Fully developed Shit. brain. None of that matters. What he did was this is sick behavior. And then Anderson doused the home in gasoline and set it ablaze. Okay. He was apprehended on his active warrant shortly after committing this heinous crime because he, uh, he had an open warrant for the murders that he was committing in the neighborhood. Mm. So he was, he was picked up on that, and you know during the interrogation, he confessed to some, all five of the murders just about, I believe, um, if I'm not mistaken. Shit. That part fucked me up. What part? Him just like... I'm gonna, take, I'm gonna take a little piece. Yeah, that's um. That's. It's but it's. I mean, like, it's nobody there. It's not like he's you know, trying to scare or intimidate anybody or entertain anybody else that's there. Because well, his like, brother. Oh, his brother was there. His brother was there. Oh. But I don't know. I have brothers. You have brothers. Mm. I don't know if I was. I'm never trying to impress them that bad. You know, we go play basketball. I might try to pull out some different moves, show off a little bit, but. Eating something, eating a brain? No. Damn. Now, if I take them, because I'm a little more, it's gonna make me, sound, it's gonna make me sound a little bit snooty and uh, uh bougie, I guess you would say mm-hmm. the word you would use. Yeah. But like, you know, some of my brothers aren't the most cultured. <laughs> so if I take them out to a restaurant, I might get some stuff that I might not always get, but I've experienced just for them to experience them themselves just to try just to open up their palace a little bit some oysters or you know something like that get get a steak get it get it medium rare mm-hmm. you know because that's bold that's bold for them you know because they like their steaks well, well done. done which is i was a well done guy at one point just eat a shoe <laughs> Might as well just eat a shoe. it's the most disrespectful thing you can do to a steak is well it, it, if you're scared of like you know r- you diseases i know all this like i got it i know all the yeah, things like, i know I, all the things give me my well done I, <laughs> until i, I had meeting where i go Oh yeah, well, well done is like that's trash. <laughs> yeah. Nobody should eat anything. It's a it's a Dr. Scholl's insole with some salt <laughs> on just it. Just chewing. Yeah. Chewing heavy. So yeah. yeah, but I've never I could not see myself. Now I've had I might might take my brothers to a restaurant, might get some sweetbreads, which are like glands. Mm-hmm. You know, it's you know, it's a little different. Maybe a cow tongue taco. But going right in some lady's brain after you killed her and taking a piece to be like, yo, I'm 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 like, uh, I'm crazy, right? You really, I'm fun. or I don't know what the fuck. Yeah. You know, well, I don't know the reason that he did it. Maybe it's for this moment that he doesn't know about, like, us people talking, talking about, about it. it. But these people are not infamous. Nobody's going to remember you. and fucking Nobody cares. No. You're just a pathetic person. Anyway. so Except like, when, it's a, when it's a racial part of it. Yeah. When it's racial ties to it, that's when it's like, nobody's going to forget Dylan Brooks. Dylan Brooks. I don't remember a lot of names, but I damn sure remember his name. Dylan Brooks, yeah. <laughs> and then that black guy that killed all those police, Darren. Uh, I know. I don't know his name. I can't remember his name the right now. Ex-military guy. He was ex-military. Yeah. He worked. No, he went postal. Yeah. 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 We'll move on. <laughs> we can move yeah, on. Yeah, man. <laughs> so, uh, so uh, during his trial, 
Speaking of that, I got a story to tell. Remind me of it when we finish. Okay, cool. Gotcha. During his trial, Anderson claimed that he was he killed the five victims because they saw his face, which doesn't even come close to explaining why he did what he did on February second, two thousand seven, to the Hobbs family. That doesn't even because if you know if, if they saw your face while you were robbing them, and I don't understand, but it's like yes, that's a and then I so I killed them. But what he did there it was sadistic. It wasn't just they saw your face. Like you went uh, way above and beyond that notion. Mm-hmm. Um, so anyway, somehow Joshua Julius Anderson invaded the death penalty and is now serving a life sentence at the McAllister prison in Oklahoma. He is, uh, I think he's about 66 years old. And um, yeah, man, just a tragic story. How did he not get a death penalty? I think they were able to um, prove that he wasn't meant, he was mentally unstable in some kind of way or no capital or punishment. I, or I don't know the Oklahoma laws of death penalty, but Oklahoma feels like a state that, that they do still do the death penalty, but I could be wrong. He also might have pleaded, pled out. He also might have pled out to a life sentence for, in exchange for full details of everything that happened, Mm. you know, and get a full confession. So again, I don't, I wasn't able to find all those details because, and and I'll, and I'll tell you, I tried to get a, a a subscription to the Oklahoma Gazette or whatever. It's $1 a month or it's $1 (laughs) for like six weeks of, of, of having it. And I only needed it for a day. Yeah. And I put in my information and everything, and they were like, uh, "Apparently, your phone number's wrong." Or, and I'm like, "I'm trying to, f- I'm trying to support your location. journalism. Your location, I'm, and VPN popped up. Yeah, and, and I'm trying to support journalism. And you're fix your website. I tried to get the full details. You have to be an Oklahomian. Yeah, you got to be an Oklahomite. Does that what it is? I don't know. Oh, okay. Who cares? I don't care at all. <laughs> <laughs> what are they gonna message me and tell me I said it wrong? Please do. I don't care. <laughs> won't be going there ever I'll tell you if there's one place I'm never gonna go is Oklahoma there's not yeah. a chance I'll ever go won't see the play won't listen to somebody who's a music artist from Oklahoma it's unlikely yeah. won't go there it's a lot of desert then we look up something like a town yeah that, it's a lot of it's a lot of flat land open land where yeah. it's like nothing yeah mm-hmm. no, thank I'm you. good I'm go to Oklahoma City I'm gonna go see watch Josh Gibbard or whatever his name is Josh that guy, Giddy. I'm gonna go watch Josh Giddy Gibbard. play basketball I'm good man I'm good I'm cool Shout out to Oklahoma, though, and whatever yeah. you call yourselves, won't be there. Um, <laughs> you said you had a postal uh, story. Or? Oh, so there was a story. I don't, I don't know all the details, right? But mm-hmm. there was a guy, and this was local, I believe, that went postal, but he killed himself in front of. I don't know. I really don't know all the details. He fr- he killed himself in front of the um, upper management. Oh, like at work? At work? Oh, wow! Like, like, like he station. went uh, hari kari. Like he like killed himself. Yeah. In in public, shot himself in the head, in front of like supervisors and shit. Guess was like, I guess it was like. You said here that happened. It happened. I think it was like Hollandale or something like that. Oh wow! Recently like, or what are you saying? This might have been like ten years ago. Wow. But I think it was just like a, like a you fuck guys, you. You guys thing. made me. You yeah. Guys stressed me out. Yeah. Or to, to beyond belief. Yeah, man. Wow. Can you in 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 thirty seconds or less really sum up? What is so stressful about what is the what is the is it is it that the mail is always just constantly coming and coming and coming and it's always you got to sort it and this no, like what it's is not the that. What? it's 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 not being able to know when you you know not when you you have a set time to get off but mm-hmm. you you're not going to always get off on that time because you might right? have more work than might might have more work you have some people where it's like they're beating they're getting around in the post office somehow by like. And this is like black people don't know this. Dumping this mail? is like this, not even that. I mean, oh. like where it's like, okay, me and you work for the post office, uh-huh. but you got hurt one day. Sure. Now you have an eight-hour restriction. 
Oh, and I and I you still have pick up the slack. I got to pick up the slack. So mm. some people, some people can't do walking. Like they'll get hurt and they go, "I can't do walking. I can't do walking anymore. I only can do and are some mount people, it and are some, people, are some people milking that? Some people are milking the shit out of it. Okay. Now new people are coming in, like younger people, uh-huh. getting hurt, quote quote unquote. quote unquote, getting hurt, and it's like now they can't. Now they find ways to stay in. Indoors and indoor. It's 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 like wow. so it's so much some, shit. It's less people out on the routes. Yes, it's that. And then and it's you're like working two routes, man. Working, you're getting overtime like crazy. Don't know when you're getting home. Some routes are trash. Some some stations are trash. Some supervisors are ass. It's yes. like it's a whole bunch. And of this shit. is what leads to some people being like, I saw a mailman yeah. dump a bunch dump of a mail, mail because like <laughs> they working seven days a week and working fifteen, you know, 12, 15, 12 10 hours or whatever. It's like mm-hmm. my are tired. Yeah. When the summer hit, that summer's <laughs> the heat is. Be out there the heat is sun, no yeah. joke, man. That oh. shit, that shit will wear you down, and at the end of the day, you go home and like I'm exhausted. Yeah, and all that you shit. Gotta get play, up and do it again the next day. And all that shit plays into a fact because like you have family. Yeah, my dad was. This is a story nobody knows, but and my dad was married at one point, mm-hmm. and he had a situation with him and his wife at the time. This is before I was born. Mm-hmm. Whereas like he came home tired all the time, and yeah. that plays a big part in your marriage. Relationship, in yeah. your marriage is like all that shit plays. It, it plays sure. a lot, man. The job is not easy, and then people think. Call and complain, but some you have you do have some people that goes like, oh, then you got to deal with that. I understand, you know what you go through. Thank yeah. you. There's some people's like, where's, where's my this? check? Where's yeah. this? It's like, yeah. motherfucker. You already deal. So just not, and then not only that, but then you got to deal with the aspect of going to work and somebody being like, hey, uh, you were late on this, or like management coming down on you in yeah, any kind of way. It's a lot of stresses. It's man. like something could break you. It's a lot of stresses, and then you also you been out there with mail check. It's like you're a sitting duck sometimes because like you have to be aware of your fr- surroundings at all times. Yes. Some people working. Bad neighborhoods. Uh-huh. Luckily, I don't work in those type of neighborhoods, but some people do when you first start out. Yeah. People get robbed all the time. Male people. Yeah, man. They take the box keys. The box, you know, the blue oh, boxes. Oh, yeah, yeah. People rob, people, a lot of people, it was something happened. People get robbed for those keys. So people can just pop all the, pop all all the, the mailboxes. Yeah. Wow. Can't believe, it's like you, you are out there and it's like your back is always turned. And it's like, there was a situation, not to get off track, but there was a situation where like something happened and then the police came out and talked to the, talked to the, the, Post person mm-hmm. and it's like, nah, don't no, don't talk to me out here. Don't know. I'm not I'm telling a, you. Then I'm a rat. I'm, or here, I'm out here all the time. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, wow. man. It's a lot of shit. It's a lot of shit you gotta think about. Because that's like almost that's that's fucked. I didn't even thought of that aspect. Because like, who's a better witness than somebody who's yes. in a neighborhood around the all same the time. time every day? You see the same people all the time. Yeah. So you if you live in a bad if you work in a if you work a bad route, I mean, yeah, you could get approached by the police a lot. And if somebody sees you talking to the police. That could put you in danger. What? You might come out of a building and your truck's on fire. Yeah, man. You might be on fire. <laughs> I didn't want to say that, but... Sorry, but I'm just saying, man. It's like, <laughs> no, it's like, no, I'm not telling you shit. You talk to me when we get back to the joint. Yeah, yeah. I'm not telling you shit. Because if they see me out here talking to you, mm-hmm. now my life is in danger. Yeah. You I, I got to live here. You don't. <laughs> I'm out I got to work day. here. You no. don't. It's, yeah. it's, it's a lot, man. It's, it really is a lot, a lot of stuff that people don't talk about and that they don't put on the news, but... We have to go through a lot of shit. Yeah. A lot. Yeah, man. I never thought so of the those. the people that stick, the people that, like, when you retire, it's like, you that's made it. That's why That's why they hit you off. It's like, like you, you, it's did, like you made it out. You did 30 you did years it. of this. It's like, you did it. You Wow. Enjoy. <laughs> enjoy it. It's like, you did it. And it's like, yeah, man. It's always like, it's a big deal when people retire. It's like, yeah. Congratulations. Yeah. Soldier. Shout out to Mr. Raj, man. Yeah, man. Shout out to Mr. Raj, but he held it down. (laughs) (laughs) All right, well, what we're going to do is we're going to take a quick break, and when we come back, it's Fran's turn to get into some fucked up shit. So stick around.
Welcome back. Uh, my Affirmative Murder this week is about the story of Jarvis Davis and Richard Holman. Mm. They had a nickname. It was the uh, the twenty two caliber killers. Twenty two caliber. The reason why? Because I'm like, because you hear you hear it like you go twenty two. Just mm-hmm. you hear you do hear it a lot. You know, Definitely heard some rap, rap songs. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Like, but that was a it was a popular I was twenty two with a twenty two. I don't that? know. I don't. I might have just said Nas? that for the first time ever. That might have been a Nas bar. I don't know. I might have just made that up though. I doubt it. That's I so it. easy. It's, yeah. it's not even rhyming. It's just saying the same thing uh, twice. Um, anyway, go ahead. <laughs> so Davis, uh, who was one of eight children, grew up in poverty in East St. Louis. His fourth grade teacher, Annie Quinlan, described him as a poor, pathetic boy. Oh. Who just sat there and said nothing. That's Now, not I okay. guess there are two types of people who will take that as motivation, you know, or just like, I guess, but some people could take it like, like spite and go like not motivation, that. spite, spite. And then we take fuck that teacher when they make it. Yeah, you know, but he didn't. And I'm gonna throw it in there. I'm gonna make it to throw it in their face. Yeah, I don't. That's not motive. That's that spite. Motivation? And you, and and I think kids should be able to succeed without having to spite somebody. You know what I mean? Because that's crazy. When uh, like I uh, think one of Biggie Smalls' they go like, rap slots said, I wouldn't be nothing. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Like uh, in the Biggie Smalls documentary, uh. <laughs> the teacher was like, you know, you're going to end up being a garbage man. And then Biggie Smalls was like, went up to the uh, chalkboard and showed off that he could do math because he goes, a teacher makes blah, 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 a garbage man, blah, 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 blah. And so it looks like I'm going to be making more money than your dumb ass. Damn. It was like, oh, damn. Oh, he whored him. But it's, you know, I don't know if he actually did that, That'd but dope, it would have been really dope. Yeah. But yeah, so yeah. Um, and we, it's not a, it's not a, people shouldn't say that. It's not a, yeah, like don't. Not it's not a bad profession. It's a job. Everybody right. has to do a job, and, and they make they make a, a nice way. Oh yeah, 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 for sure. Like, Being a garbage man is not a, nothing to shake a stick at. No. But teachers shouldn't say those kind of things. Absolutely. Maybe this was, but also this is just let me shoot him. But she bail. didn't say that. Was, she oh. just said he was going. He's a poor pathetic boy. That's worse and than saying he's going to be a garbage who, man. Won't do nothing. <laughs> but I'm hoping that maybe she said that to him. She said that in hindsight, or he's saying that she said that. Like maybe there's no proof that she said that. I don't doubt that she did, but if she said that to a boy, that's horrible. But if she said that in hindsight about a serial killer or about a murderer, she described him as like when they came back to ask about this guy who killed people. I'm assuming is what he did. Then you go, oh, I always knew. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Not that that's as long as she didn't say it to a boy. My whole point is as long as she didn't say this to you, you're a pathetic little boy, and you're never going to be anything. If you could see that in him. And then he grows up and becomes that. And then when they come ask you about him, then you say it. I go, all right, whatever. But don't, you can't say that to kids. Because some of these teachers say some fucking foul shit to kids. Yeah, I know. So that's all I'm saying. You ever had any teachers say some crazy shit to you? you no, all my teachers no? like me. They've okay. just, I mean, I wasn't paying attention. I was talking a lot and they didn't like that I was doing that. But nobody ever was said I was going to not be shit. Yeah. They all said I was going to do something where I was going to be talking. <laughs> and so, boom, look at me now. <laughs> Uh, uh, so Davis was known by police as a small-time thief, thief and a reseller of stolen goods and an alcoholic. Okay. So on December eighth, nineteen seventy-eight, Davis and Holman allegedly robbed and murdered seventy-eight-year-old Frieda Mueller. The two were allegedly to have fatally shot her before stealing her television set, a billfold, which I didn't know was a fucking a knot uh, of money. A wallet. I didn't know. Oh, Bill, that's what it is? It's like a one of the foldable wallets. Oh, okay. I didn't know. I, I, th- didn't know I thought a billfold was like a knot of money in a in a, in a a money clip. Mm. That's what I thought. I didn't know. Now I know that too now that you yeah, told me. Yeah, I didn't know. I didn't know it's called. A, who calls it a billfold? A billfold? It's a wallet. You got, you got your billfold on you? It's like. Yeah. Such a. That is something. <laughs> oh, man. I left my billfold at home. What year was this? 78. That's not far enough. Not 1878? 
What? Hell no. Okay, 1970. that's not far enough back. That's what I, yes. I know when you said TV, I knew it was 1870. <laughs> My point is, it's not far enough back. You knew it was what? 1878? I knew it wasn't 1878 oh, okay, when you yeah, said yeah. they stole her television. Yeah, yeah, My point was, I'm saying, television it's not long set. enough back. Yeah, the big boy. Yeah. It's not long enough back that Bill Fold seems like an old... People were calling it a wallet in 1978, too. That's my point. It's really? like, if it was 1878, I might go, maybe they were calling it a billfold then. Mm. But if you if a dude came up to me who was my age and was like, yo, uh, I left my billfold at home. You think I could borrow $5? I'd be like, you can't borrow anything from me, and I'll never <laughs> want to talk to you again. You're, are you from a, are you like a time traveler or something? Why are you talking to me? Billfold. A billfold. It's a billfold. Uh, so, yeah, he stole, they stole her television set, which is to hear a set. You know. That means it was a job. Yeah, man. Heavy. Needed two people. Required two. Television Maybe could have used a third. Probably, Got it done. Man. Got it done Television with two, set, the, her billfold, and her checkbook. Mm. Have, did your mom ever write checks? My mom still writes checks. I mean, like, my dad used to write checks in the grocery store. <laughs> uh, my mom, I'm sure I've seen my mom write a check in the grocery store, like, back in the day. Yeah. But she's not writing checks in the grocery I'm store. I'm talking about today. back in the day. Do you remember Yeah, I've, yeah I've, I've seen her write had a check in the little, grocery had store. To, my dad yeah, had a checkbook. You know, yeah. But I'm like. Well, you got to post, you, gotta, you can post date a check. Yeah. Or you get a couple days anyway where you can, you know, sometimes, yeah, they, sometimes you got to move some money yeah, around. Yeah, they put it through the little receipt thing. Yeah, huh? They and then they bring it back. Rub it and all yeah. this type of stuff. Yeah, I've seen that happen. But I, I, I thought about it the day I go, it's to put you, it's the perfect, it's the exact amount. I was like. Yeah, with the change. Uh-huh. and the, yep. Chain, and then you got to put it in. I remember my dad had this big ass wallet mm-hmm. with his checkbook in there. He had to flop it open. He had to carry that big ass thing around. Well, I guess, you know, a billfold probably, yeah, I guess it's probably bigger than a wallet because you might even have a checkbook in there. Probably. I can't carry a checkbook in my wallet today. No, but maybe a billfold. A billfold, you probably, can keep yes. some checks in there. Got your pen in there, and then you got a. <laughs> got your pen. Keeping a pen in a wallet is crazy. Yeah. <laughs> Pins don't bend. Pens don't bend. So that means the had, fold had has to be. be big enough. It was a huge for a pen to, to be yeah, long in it. Yeah, because it has to be the back of the checks has to be in a slit, yeah. so it don't move. So you got your pen, and then you have to remember those days, bro. You had to like this. It's crazy. You do that, and uh-huh. then you got to go to your your uh, your account. Section. Oh, and say and go, I, I, I spent uh, this much money. Yeah, man. You should still be doing that. I don't. No, I don't keep track of my well, money. I just, I just swipe it and and move on. But if I need to look, I go to my app. And yeah, go, just keep okay. an eye on it. But yeah. you have to write those things. Yeah, yeah. Keep nice. your checkbook balanced. Yeah, man. Yeah. Um, Keeping so, a pen in your wallet is nuts. <laughs> That's sick, man. This is man. We really did live in an interesting like middle where it's like we remember these things. It's we crazy, didn't. Have, I didn't grow up to have to do it, but right. I remember seeing adults do it. Yes. And carrying a pen around. In a wallet is in a billfold. Yeah, is wild. But it was I know it was done. Yeah, yeah, it wasn't. But you you wasn't carrying it. You wasn't carrying your wallet in your pocket. In those, I don't think in those. Where days. were you carrying it? In those, my dad had a big fat. It wasn't a. Well, where did he pull out of? He was just holding it in his hands. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> it was. It was either that, or he would just like just have cash. Sure. So you didn't have to but if you it. needed to, so you're, you're bringing the bill, you're bringing the wallet out with intention. Like I got some bills to pay, I got some errands to run, I got to write well, some he checks. Kept, he had a bag. He had like this big bag he used to carry. Or your dad had a man purse. He had a bag. Okay. He had a, he had a, satchel, cool, a, like a, satchel. a leather Corvette bag. Okay. He yeah, kept yeah, and he had all this shit dad, in it. Your dad's so player, bro. bro. He's so player. Yeah, man. <laughs> he had a bag he had and the, like he had the Corvette. He had the Corvette leather bag. Yeah, man. He's keeping it. He's keeping in the van, but all his. But everybody knew he had the Corvette though. Sometimes he would get the. Sometimes he'd bring the Corvette out and have the Corvette bag. Yeah, that's that's so fucking player, bro. Anyway, sorry. Yeah, man. Uh, so yeah, they stole her television set, her billfold, and her checkbook. Davis and Holman were never tried for this murder, but her death was mentioned at their trials. Yes, as it should be. Yep. On December twenty second, nineteen seventy eight. You know, this is what two weeks. Week, week mm-hmm. and a half, two weeks later, 89 year old Charles Beeble 
who was wheel, wheel, wheelchair bound, was wow. fatally shot inside his trailer home. His daughter, Jean Moore, discovered her father's body that evening. Davis and Holman stole two watches, another billfold, a number of guns, a television set. Before they were arrested, Jean Moore offered 5, 000, a 5000 reward for the information leading to the arrest and conviction of her father's killer or mm. killers. Um, and Holman was the trigger man in this murder. So an elderly woman and a disabled person. Yep. Really go after, like, you know, vulnerable people in society. Yeah, man. Which is most most robbers do, though. So in May, in May 1979, Davis and Holman robbed and murdered 84-year-old John Ortel in his trailer. John was shot and stabbed. Mm. Davis was the trigger man in this murder. So on June, on July 13th, 1979, Davis and Holman shot 83-year-old. I mean, these are... Yeah, elderly people. Elderly people. And, and in, like, invalids, you know, or, like, disabled people. Yes. Uh, shot 83-year-old Esther Sintmeyer, who was a blind woman. Come on. Blind woman. They shot her execution style. They said she was kneeling... You don't even f- need to kill her. She can't see you. They said she was kneeling in front of her bed, praying for her life. And it's like, imagine being in that... You can't imagine this, but... You be in a situation where it's like, I don't, I can't, I'm blind. I can't yeah. see what's going on. And I'm like, all I have is prayer right now because I don't know what's going on around me. Yeah. Total hands. fear. Right. Um, That's, that tells me that these people just, they got a bloodthirst and were just killing people. Just killing because people. Because you didn't need, you shit. didn't, that's not a witness. They no. can't see you. No. And I have to imagine she's telling you she's blind. Maybe, maybe they don't maybe believe not believe it. Yeah. Yep. So they shot her execution style while she was kneeling in front of her bed, praying for her life. Her grandson, Rodney, found her body, um, and they stole a lawnmower, a replica antique radio, a stereo, a color TV, a twenty-two caliber semi-automatic rifle. Um, yeah, and that was it. That was all they stole. And Holman was the trigger man in this murder. Okay. So Davis and Holman were arrested after a botch, a botched holdup at an auto parts store. When the two entered the store, the two immediately shot the owner, James Osman. The bullet struck him in the arm. As Osman fell, his clerk, 21-year-old Frank Cash, ran to the back of the store. Mm-hmm. Davis and Holman followed Cash, and Davis fatally shot the man as he pleaded for his life. Mm. Hearing the shots, the wounded the, Mr. Osman, the, cat, the store owner, grabbed his own pistol, confronted the two men, and fired two shots at them, and the first with his eyes closed, so he probably never shot a gun before. Mm. Just did um, the best he could. Just the best he could. Yeah. So he shot the first shot with his eyes closed, and the second, he he did a he shot another bullet at the at the robbers when they ran. So Davis suffered a gunshot wound to his back. So he hit one of them, yeah. right? And he was taken to the hospital, and Davis was arrested on August 30th, 1979, after medical personnel called the police Holman was arrested. Yep. Yeah, Holmes was home. Holman was arrested a few weeks later. Police have to be notified whenever there's a gunshot wound in the hospital. Yep. So officials ultimately linked Davis to ten robberies, mm. with nine people dead and seven wounded. The alleged and confirmed victims were Frieda Miller, who was seventy-eight, Edward Campbell, who was thirty-five. Now these ones I haven't even I didn't mention. Mm. Edward Campbell, who was thirty-five, which is that's not the youngest. Uh, Murray. Prestito, who was 39, Charles Beeble, who was 89, Marvin Fort, 25 years old, James Perdue, 63, John Hotel, 84, 
Esther Sintmeyer, 83, and Frank Cash, who was 21. Davis and Holman were never tried for all the murders since both of them had already received the maximum sentence allowed. Prosecutors later said the duo had committed so many murders that they thought prosecuting every case wasn't worth the effort. And we can take that and apply that to a lot of the stories. Yeah, man. Yep. So just take that. That's coming straight from the word of a prosecutor, which we don't always get. We always like, what? I wonder why. Yeah. We'll take that and we can just apply that yep. in the future to like, yeah. It sucks to. It costs money. It, it costs money it and it sucks time. for the families, but it's like, yeah, like why even? It's nothing else we can. He has, a, he has six He's not going anywhere. Yeah, yeah. But again, it's one of those things where it's just good to hear a, ju- a, a judge Absolutely. slam the gavel and say, yeah. this is the guy that killed this person that you love for sure. He's not still out there. This person isn't still wandering the streets. This is the guy. Yep. And we can close the case and give you peace. Yep. But I also understand, like, well, okay, so we're going through all this. It costs millions to however much a court proceeding costs. And it's to it's to give you closure when we are very certain that it was him. Yeah. But to get the official ruling costs money. We gotta pay everybody yeah, working and stenographer and all this stuff. I was like, I don't want it. I don't want to hear as a family you go, I don't want to hear that shit. Yeah, no, I want this person <laughs> to be brought to justice for killing my family member. But that's out of the that's out of a prosecutor's yeah, man. mouth. At the end of the day, it's like it's not worth the effort. It's just not the we don't you know what I mean? Yeah. It's just too many resources. John Crangle was an employee of for Purdue. One of Davis' alleged victims, Crangle was shot four times. And he ended up dying of his. He ended up dying six years later, from the from, the, from the injuries. Yep. At he was thirty two years old. Uh, he suffered three bullets to the a- abdomen mm. and one to the throat. Oh, Krangle's daughter said he had identified Davis as the man who shot him and his boss. So I mean that's enough time for him to go. I know who I know who did this. Yeah. This person did this to me. Mm-hmm. Davis was convicted of four counts of murder for killing Charles, John, Frank. And Esther. He was also convicted for attempted murder for shooting for the shooting of John. During his sentence hearing, Davis's wife, Cindy, testified that he was not a violent man and she would visit him in prison if he was spared execution. I mean, that's his wife. I don't know what else you people would expect her to yeah. expect her to say. Davis received 30 years for the shooting of Osman and 80 years an 80 year sentence for killing um, Ortel and Cash and a death, a death sentence for killing Beeble. He received another death sentence for killing Sentmeyer, but this was reduced to life without parole on appeal. Although Davis was not present for um, Beeble's murder, he was convicted under the felony murder rule on the grounds that after committing similar robbery slings with Holman, he should have been well aware that Holman would kill Beeble. Mm-hmm. So one of them he wasn't there for. But he... Was aware that it was, but he was aware, yeah. And but so was, you was like, you know what he was going to do exactly. He, so you will be charged for that as well. That's but he wasn't there. No. Wow. That's yeah. interesting. Yeah. Well, it says. I mean, not that it doesn't make any difference. They already death penalty. Everything life has already been. But like to go, you are so intrinsically tied to this person that even though you weren't there at all, yeah. If you knew that he was going to do the robbery, you knew he was going to kill somebody, and so we're going to charge you for that too. That's like a thought. That's like thought crime. Yeah. So it says the felony, the rule of felony murder, um, is a legal doctrine and common is some common law jurisdictions that broadens the crime of murder when an offender kills regardless of the intent, regardless of the intent to kill, and commissions of a dangerous or an enumerated crime calling a felony in some jurisdictions, the offender and also the offender's accomplices or co-conspirators may be found guilty of the murder. 
Mm. So that's almost similar to like a RICO charge. Like you committed these acts as like a organization. Like you committed a lot of crimes yeah, together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so maybe anything he would have got from that, he might have broken down with you. You would have been connected to it in some kind of way. Because you've already been connected to yeah. some other shit. So, so even if like, he does it without you, you're a part of his syndicate. Yeah. Wow. Because he can break up your name and like, oh, well... He told me about he the told, place or whatever. Yeah. yeah, something. Yeah, yeah. Like, oh, no, we, we had planned to go together, but he got sick or yep. something. Wow. That's interesting. That's an interesting uh, component of that, of that case. I, I've never heard of that before. It almost sounds like a Rico, but not. Like a different, a little bit different. Hmm. So Holman was convicted of three counts of murder for killing Ortel, Cash, and Sintmeyer and the attempted murder of Otsman. He received 75-year sentence for killing Ortel and Cash and a concurrent 25-year sentence for the shooting of, Ot- of Otsman. Holm- Holman was sentenced to life in prison without parole for killing Sintmeyer, avoiding a death sentence since he was barely a month shy of, of 18 at the time. Wow. So he was a minor. The judge told Holman that he did not believe that he could be rehabilitated since he had shown no remorse and that the life term was necessary to protect the public. Mm. And he was never tried. He was never tried for the Beeble murder. Another man, Keith Harris, who was wrongfully convicted of the attempted murder of Mark Resman. So this was another one. They just, they connected them to, but this guy Keith was charged for this murder. Mm-hmm. He was sentenced to 50 years in prison in 1979. December 4th of 1978, Resman, a gas station clerk, was shot seven times but survived after giving the robbers $200. He said it was two robbers. He was killed after giving him two, giving them $200. Mm. Although Resman identified Harris in the lineup, no physical evidence linked him to the crime. Davis and Holman had confessed to the crime and ballistic evidence linked them to the shooting of Resman. And police now believe they were responsible for the crime, which is like, now y'all do this. Now y'all can go, oh, yeah, well, we knew Keith Harris wasn't connected anyway. Right. But now after we do our research, now we, we now. know these two guys was connected and Keith wasn't, had nothing to do with this. So Harris was released from prison on May 1st, 2001, and his sentence was um, reduced to 30 years. Governor George Ryan granted him full pardon in 2003. He received 154000 How compens- much time did he serve for this? With- he was sentenced to 50, and then he, he dropped it down to 30. But he was in prison for a few years for but the he crimes, was in, right? From 79. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. like 20, 30 years. Yeah, yeah, yep, 30, yep, 30 years, yep. Uh, so he received 154000 in compensation for the time he spent in prison. Now, 20, did- 26, 27, 30 years in like every life. Six figures, $154,000. What I want to ask you was, obviously, I don't think, I guess there, I guess there could be, it, I guess it depends on the way you look at it. If there's a number that can be put on, an amount that can be put on and go like, this was enough for the time I served. I was wrongly, wrongfully convicted. Do you think there is a number that somebody can tell you, go like, would, that will make you be happy? For you yeah, to, there's a number that would. There is a number? Okay. There's a number. I mean, realistically, though. Happy, no. Able to claim back some of my life? Yeah. Yes. Uh, it's not $154,000. Absolutely not. But at the same time, because if you started to play the game of, I don't know what Keith Herring was doing. With, was it Herring? Harris. Harris. I don't know what Keith Herring was, was doing with his life. If I was like in school to be a doctor mm-hmm. and I get wrongly convicted of a crime and I think my earning potential was eighty to $150,000 a year mm-hmm. and you steal 20 years of my life. 
then I need whatever I think I would have made in my life in that Agree regard. That. Yeah. But if I'm 25 years old and I don't have a job and whatever, and you are like, we're going to give you $3 million, would you have made $3 million in the 25 years that they stole from you? No, probably I not. I go, probably not. And this is me just talking logistically. Yeah. I'm not, it's, you're stealing people's lives. I'm just trying to break it down in a way where I go, there is a number for this reason. Like, yeah. would you have been a millionaire in your lifetime as a person who, you didn't kill this person, but you were a petty criminal. You were robbing cars, stealing mm-hmm. stereo systems. You didn't. You weren't in school. You dropped out when you were 14 years old. You kind of were on the path to being a career criminal. Now, can we play the fantasy of like, well, every, anybody could get inspired any day. He could have become a motivational speaker. His life could have turned around in some kind of way. But we're just talking statistically. Yeah. If statistically you dropped out of school when you were 15, you had no prospects of a career. You were maybe you had a a, a part time job at best. Would you have made five million dollars in your life? And I would say no. So if they steal twenty five years of your life and they give you five million dollars, are you happy that they stole twenty five years of your life? No. But in these twenty five years, would you have made five million dollars? And I think in a lot of these cases with these kids, I, my guess is no. Now you talk about the exonerated five. A lot of these guys because they went through this harrowing experience have now found career paths as, you know, advocates for people that are, they found, they found a career yeah. through this that they might not have found if they were just kids that never got in trouble living in New York, doing whatever it is that they were doing, but who, mm-hmm. who knows what they could have, what their potential is. I don't know what their potential was cause it was stolen from them. But if you realistically ask yourself, would I have become a millionaire in the time that they stole from me? I like, I think a lot of these people would probably say no. But would you rather have the time? Maybe. Yes. Saying, it all my, depends on. Yes is my yes yeah. is my guess. Yeah. Yes is my guess. But, but somebody might. There could be people in these situations that go. I mean, I don't know. I could. I, I might have been out here. I might have had a whole bunch of kids. Like my life could have gone. And my life was stolen. Prison was hell. I hated it. But I came out of the other side, and I'm now. I found a purpose in life. I'm advocating for people who are, you know, getting convicted of crimes unjustly. Like I found a purpose through this hell. Yeah, but I'm talking about you though. Me? Yeah. Yeah. There's a number. There's a number. Mm-hmm. But I mean, like, well, before we get to that, so when you well, bring what's up- what's the time? 30 years. 30, 30 years? years? Yeah, 30 years. Now, when you bring up the potential, I feel like, is, is, is there a number where you can go, again, you're not going to be happy that you lost so much time, no. right? That's why I said happiness, no. But the potent- will you be able to get over the potential, your, whatever your potential could have been, is there a number where you could have been like- I wouldn't. This is my ceiling's way lower than this. Yeah. Where you go like absolutely. Where you where you go like okay. I, I, I could have my potential was like I could have had a nice life. I'm not I'm not upset that the potential I thought I was gonna have before this all happened. Mm-hmm. I ended my up with five million five million dollars. Like okay, I'm my over. wildest dream wouldn't have got me this. Okay. There's a number. Yes. So what's the number? Twelve million dollars. Twelve million dollars. Twelve million dollars. Shit. I mean, I'm 30 now. <laughs> I don't think by the time I'm 45. I'm going to have $12 million in the yeah, bank. Yeah, yeah, So if I was put in prison at 15... But you're over my potential. Whatever my potential could have been, you're over that. That's what I mean. What's yes, the, no, yeah, that's what I'm okay, saying. I'm what I'm like, about. in my life, if I, from 50, if I was put in jail at 15 years old, sip, no, well, let's say 18. Okay. If I was put in jail at 18 years old, 48, mm-hmm. I get out at 48 years old. Do I think in the time from, me, mm-hmm. 18 to 48, will I make $12 million? I don't think so. Will I make a million dollars? Possibly. Possibly. Let's say possibly. Yeah. More likely, I will I will but I will generate a million dollars 
of earnings mm-hmm. in that time, I will make a million dollars. Will I have a million dollars in the bank? Yeah. I don't, I don't, I don't know. Possibly. Cause that's a different thing. Like we all work and have opportunities and stuff. I think in the next 20 years I could have earned a million dollars. You could say, yeah, I've, I've, yeah. I, you don't have I, it. It's not, it's not liquid. It's yeah, not, it's not it's, liquid. Yeah. I don't have a million dollars. Right. So $12 million. Yeah, no, that's way above my ceiling that I have. For but, uh, so, but, the, the, but so you go, you, you are like, um, okay, whatever. So it was hell. It was hell. Prison was, as, I just want to make sure I'm yeah, clear. Yeah. Prison is hell. I'm not saying I would, uh, you know, you play this hypothetical game. Would you do this for a million dollars? I would not today go to prison for 30 years to get $12 million. Absolutely. But if in this hellish system that we have, my life was stolen for me, from me for 30 years, and I come out of the I don't the think nobody side. would do that. No, absolutely not. 30 years is crazy. Yeah. <laughs> nobody chooses. The, this is just the the, the, yeah. the the hand that you were given. Yeah. It's just the way the cards unfolded. You got, you were in the wrong place at the wrong time. It looks a certain way and they convict you of this. Yeah. And they're not able to overturn the conviction for 30 years. I come out, I'm bitter. Yeah. I'm mad. My family looks different. People that I love are dead. But if you, if I fight and you give me, and the 12 for me, $12 million, I go, well, when I went and I was 18, I was uh, taking general studies classes at a community college. Yeah. Like, I was not, I had no prospects of a, of a, of a goal. Would will I, will I, will I have made $12 million in the, in the 30 years that they stole from me? No. No. So purely speaking from a financial aspect, there is a number that yeah. I go, yeah. But $150,000, but yeah. $150,000. I've made that. It's not enough. But also I'm like, now when we do, when this, ha- when this happens and this not, this guy's not getting a million dollars, but other people have been getting yes. millions of dollars. Yes. Now. People get breakdown, six people break down $30 million. Right. But this guy everybody got gets $150,000. $150, and I think that not only that's not enough, right? No, not But I all. think. Not even just in his case, in all these other cases, it should be there should be other resources given to these. Yes, people. because as as like, should, that shouldn't have to come out of your money to get new clothes and a place to stay. But not even that, like all this, especially therapy. going at eighteen, yeah, it's like therapy. Therapy, you need to come out like he has a hundred fifty. Like I don't want, I don't want to come out and just get two million dollars. They should have resources and connections where it's like, how can I like start a, a, a business or something, get a job where it's like, all the time that I lost, I need to be making. Not $2 million up front. I want to be making, you know, $100,000 a year or something like that. Or a stipulation of the $2 million is we give you a a financial planner who is not a fucking trickster. Yeah. Who's coming because they saw your story in the paper and they're coming to fuck you and steal your money. Like, we've, we, as the city, we apologize to you. Here's a lump sum of money and here's somebody who can help you put your money to work to make money for you because you don't know how to do that. I think giving giving $2 million to somebody that's done 30 years in prison... It's just not a good giving it's, money it's, to the people that won the lottery. All, most people that win the lottery end up broke. Yeah, they don't. Most people that not that the person that won four hundred something million dollars. He hasn't you go gone broke it. yet. That's crazy. It's possible though. That's insane. You would not think so, but you, you could spend a hundred million dollars and not and still have three hundred million dollars. <laughs> and you, you, could. Could, you could. How would you blow? But you're not getting. That's you got to think. Keep in mind, if you won four hundred million dollars, you're not getting. No, no, no. Million. He won one point two billion. Oh shit! Okay. <laughs> so the take home is four hundred million. Four hundred million. Yeah, no, you got to be a fool. If that's if that if I hear a story about that dude losing it all, I would, we should throw eggs at him. Man, yeah, we should egg him for sure. That's insane. Yeah, four no four hundred million dollars is a lot. I was saying because you got to take half off. I was like two hundred million. No, still, <laughs> yeah, 
crazy to blow it, but it's it's, it's possible. Yeah, man. Four hundred M's. You blow that. You're. What did you do? I need to you see need what help. you did with it. I yeah. need to see the 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 receipt of how you blew that. Yeah. But yeah, no, I think it's irresponsible to give people that don't know yeah. what to I do with money. I think it should be that. other resources given to them to help them out. Yes. Because that's a lot of time, a lot of life. Shit, like you said, come on, shit change. Oh, very much so. 30 years? Especially if you come out in 01, a whole you bunch of shit changed. in the 70s. <laughs> a whole bunch went of shit went in the 70s. The world is different. It's different. It's a t- you come but out if you going, went in the, if you went in the 80s and come out now, you're fucked. Yeah. I mean, you need help. Yeah. You just, there's no way to, you get tricked by somebody going, hey, man, I don't know if you heard of crypto, but. I shit can turn different. Your, I can shit. turn your million into yeah, seventeen million uh, Ethereum coins. You're like, oh, psh, seventeen million sounds like way more than a million. Oh, we lost it. The market tank. So yep. we, sorry, yep. lost it. You're, you're just, it's gone. That's a big change. And man. I changed my phone. Shit number. that was there in the eighties, you go, it's gone. Yeah, it's like wild times. Yeah, man. But like I said, just to, in that conversation, I just they need people need more research than just, just a lump sum of money. Just a lump sum of money. Absolutely. But just to put it to bed, like you said, um, thirty years. $12 million. Yeah. Me. I agree with that. And I'm bringing home. Yeah, not yeah. 12 million and the, the Before taxes, taxes. Yeah. I need $12 million after taxes. Yeah, I get that. You got a number? Do I have a number? Mm-hmm. That 12 million, 12, 15 million. Is, 12, 15 million. Yeah, I think. It's I, not $150,000. No. I'll go, excuse me? $150,000, you might not make out through the year with that. You got to fucking buy a car, or get an apartment at least, buy new clothes. By the time you, 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 that's half of it gone. No. Just to get that's situated. And 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 you know, was, no job, no 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 skills. No, it's a it was one hundred fifty four thousand one hundred and fifty three dollars. That's the exact amount. You coming fifty off the top just to get settled? Yeah, just to get a Easy. car, a place, some new clothes, see your family. Yeah, you know, take you know all that type of shit. That's fifty off the top. Yep. Now you got a hundred thousand dollars with no job, so you're paying your rent with the money that you have set aside. You now you. Taking off at it. Yeah. Now you want to go out, family. Let's take everybody to dinner. We should have a cookout. Yeah, we should have a crab feast. You don't have. That's what I'm saying. You tick, don't have. Tick, you don't tick, have. Tick, tick, tick. You don't have the shit in place for you to to make more money than you exactly. Are. You're only depleting. You have no way. What to job like, is he going to? I mean, what job is he going to get? No skills. Starting off is like what you go to get a job. I'm not saying McDonald's is a bad job, but you no. go to McDonald's is like you're you're eating into whatever money you're making. Yeah. It's not enough. No. And then you got then you, then you start to play that game where it's like you might go. I got hundred thousand dollars in the bank. I'm not working at McDonald's. No, you know you start to. It's yeah. crazy yeah, the, yeah. the psychological yeah, yeah. games that come into play. We go. I got hundred thousand dollars. I got six figures in the bank right yeah. now. I'm not going to go work. I'm, at McDonald's. I'm good for right now. I'm good for a little bit. And that time that shit is be gone. In the second. Money is dwindling every day. You eating fucking steak and shit. Nah, man. Yeah, it's just you're not set up right when you come out. No, here take this money. And it's like okay now f- go figure it out. Yeah, what? half an apology and some money. Yeah, so like, I have no I just, resources. Yeah, like yeah. when we, I never brought it up, but whenever we talk about it, it's like they get millions of dollars, and sometimes it's a group of people. It's like you got to split that up, and then it's like you come out, could be damn near the same person, whatever you know, shit you done got addicted to while you were in prison, mm-hmm. and come out, and it's just, I, I just don't think it's a good thing. It's a tough spot for sure, all around. Yeah, besides so, your life getting stolen, but yeah, it's fucking. So Davis conceded in his involvement in two robberies in which the victims were slain. But denied his guilty. I'm sorry, but denied his guilt in killing Beeble, the crime which sent him to death row, and denied having personally committing any murders. Although the confession of Holman, who never denied any of the murders, implicated Davis in additional murders in which he was a he was the alleged uh, trigger man. So he, at this point, they just like 
past trying to. Pass I didn't do. Yeah, you know I'm saying he's. Like, I was at nah, this one, but he not was, at that one. Yeah, he or nah, he was the trigger man on this. I was the trigger man on this. Yeah. Davis argued that his own confession had been physically coerced mm-hmm. by investigators, and alleged that they had threatened to kill him if he did not talk. The police denied all of those allegations. That one is um. I don't know if they go that far. You what? know what I mean? Because I don't know if I would believe that. I don't know. I don't, Sandra Bland was killed in prison. If I was in the interrogation room and they go, you better say you did it or we'll kill you. I go, oh, you overplayed your hand on that yeah. one. I don't know if I believe that. You, you might you punch me or something. You do that. You're not going to kill You're me. You're not going to kill me. <laughs> like, I mean, you, could, you could say, we'll make it look like it and yeah. then you won't get a good deal. I will beat you up. We'll yeah. leave you in here. It's Some like st- a part and look at him like, yeah, you, yeah. you say <laughs> <laughs> we did, we, all the levers that we you had don't is sign lost. this right now we're gonna lock all the doors and light this whole room on fire you go I don't think you'll do that yeah I'm gonna go I'm scared me. but I'm y'all won't yeah I'm gonna be I'm gonna uh, call your bluff on that I will call your bluff <laughs> exactly. let's play chicken hey yeah we will kill you can I talk to you over here for a second yeah. hey man what the fuck was that man <laughs> Got excited. You know, you know, we can't. Sorry, man. You know, I just was like, I got real into it. I was watching New York Undercover earlier. <laughs> just got real, you know, coaches. You know, they got real excited about it. Well, man, what are we going to do now? I mean, yeah. <laughs> you know, we can't. We can't kill him. So now what do we, how do you suggest we proceed from here? I don't even know. No. I don't you know. You have no leverage. Like, All leverage is lost after you Get my lawyer like here. Or kill me. Yeah, okay. Oh, yeah. <laughs> in response to protesters asking for Davis, Davis's death sentence to be commuted to life in prison, Prosecutors said that they were prepared to try him for the other murders they believe he had committed if he was taken off the death penalty, off mm. off of death row. So we're not going to let up off of him, even if you guys get these thrown out or get these, you know, so, taken down to just life. But then the prosecutors go, okay, well, we have other cases where we know he was there and he did something. So we'll just. Oh, so these are people that's on his side. I was thinking, I was going like, yeah, why, they, would, they, they why want, would they... They want his death sentence yeah, yeah. commuted like, to life. Yeah, okay. I was like, why don't, would they say kill they don't want him to kill him? I'm, I'm yeah. confused. Okay, They're protesters of the, of the judicial system. Got you, got you. Okay. So at Davis's um, clemency hearing, numerous relatives of his victims asked Illinois' prison review board to uh, recommend clemency. Oh, wow. Yeah. Pam Cash, the widow of Frank Cash, who had given birth to her first child only 30 hours after her husband was murdered said someone responsible for so many murders did not deserve any mercy. John Beeble. So, no, no, she wasn't asking for Clemens. Wait, wait, wait. That's what, and this is another part I was confused about. Yeah. She said that Illinois prison, she asked, the victim asked the Illinois prison review board to recommend clemency. Clemency, I thought meant like leniency. Rele- yeah. Yeah. Clemency so that's I was is like, like a release. Right. That's why I'm like, that's why I was confused. It's either, it's either this was not worded right, because yeah. that doesn't make any sense. And especially after what you said after that, where she goes, somebody that's responsible for That's this. what I'm saying. So I'm like... That must have been not It right. had to be... Because clemency is like... like a, it's like released. mercy. Yeah, yeah, yes. <laughs> so I was, like, I was like, wait, what? That can't, be, that can't be right. Clemency is a mechanism for granting a person convicted of a criminal offense relief from a court-ordered right. sentence or punitive measures. There are two main methods through which clemency can be given. A pardon or a commutation of a sentence. Now, a pardon will release you. Right. And a commutation of a sentence will be changing a death penalty to a life sentence. Hmm. It commuted. So, yeah, no, that was worded wrong. Because if she goes, I'm asking for you to give, them, give him clemency, whether it be a commuted sentence or a pardon, nobody who's killed this many people deserves leniency. Or she wants, or she wants him to suffer. 
Yeah. In prison. She, was be, she should be there ask, with, based on what she said after, she should be there asking that you deny clemency. That's what I mean. But I mean, like, or she want him, by, if, if, even if this was right, she want him to suffer in prison for life, not, oh. not the easy road of the death penalty. That's interesting. I, I, because I feel like that, 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 that could be, that could be no mercy. If, yeah. You know what I'm saying? You go I, like, I want you to suffer in prison suffer, for a long time. Yeah. Yeah. I, that's, I didn't think of it from that angle. That could be what she meant or it could be worded wrong. It, that could be what she meant, though. I didn't think of it from that angle. He doesn't deserve a quick way out to die. I want him to suffer in prison for the rest of his life. Yeah. Interesting. That's interesting. Um, so Jean Moore described finding her father's body while delivering groceries three days before Christmas. She said, I found him sitting in his wheelchair dead with a bloody, a bloody wound in his chest. She said, for the past 16 years, I have tried to erase the image from my mind, but I have not succeeded. So while on death row, Davis learned to read and become an ordained minister, serving as spiritual advisor to other inmates. After numerous failed appeals and failed uh, clemency petition to Governor Jim Egger, he was executed by lethal injection in 1995. Davis declined his last meal. Um, and his last words were, I wish God speed to all. And he was pronounced dead at 1228 a.m. Holman remains in prison to this day. He is serving his sentence at the Potomac, I'm sorry, the Pontiac Correctional Center. In recent years, he has tried to have his life uh, sentence reduced to a term of years under the Miller versus Alabama and Montgomery versus Louisiana rulings, which limited life terms without parole for minors. However, Holman's, Holman's efforts have been unsuccessful and his life sentence stands as of 2022. And Mr. Harris was released in 2001. Yeah. Okay. He leaves O one. Yeah. And I don't. I, I am oh, curious of how how that panned out. Never. His life is. You know, if he's even still alive yeah, today. I, mean, that was I 20, how, that was twenty plus years ago. Yeah. I wonder how 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 that went down. She so, could be a goddamn successful. He could be he super could be. successful right now. He could have t- took he that hundred thousand and flipped it. Did something some crazy with yeah. it. He also could be either not dead or yeah. that money's gone. Yeah. But either way, he lost thirty a years nice a good chunk of his life. Thirty years. And it's like. Off of wrong foot. It's like, damn, man. It's like, that's. Yeah. Mm. And just. Before, he could have just been there getting gas. Yeah. Who knows? We don't know. We just know that he wasn't the person that killed him, yeah. that guy. Yep. Um, But yeah, before we go to the good vibes, I just want to one last time reiterate <laughs> I'm not saying I would go to jail or prison for 30 years. No. And for, no. for, for $12 million, I'm not saying that $12 million is worth it to lose your life. You can't pay. There is no number that will make you happy I was that your ta- life was stolen. I was talking, if you was in this guy's situation, yes. coming out, what would you? What was the number? Not if. What's a number where you go, okay, I can rebuild my life. Yes. I can yes. take care of my family. I can, I can do some things with that. And the prospect of that, I have something to look forward to for the rest of my life. But um, happy, no. And my number's 12. 12 million, yeah. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, that was the story of the 22 caliber killers, Jarvis mm-hmm. Davis and Richard Holman. Jarvis Davis and Richard Holman. Okay. Jarvis, Jarvis. Jarvis Davis, Davis and Richard yeah. Holman. Yep. Holman? Holman, yep. Holman. Okay. Yeah, that was a good story. All right, let's get into these good vibes. Good, 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 good vibration. Welcome back to our Good Vibe segment. Uh, my Good Vibe 
It's about smartphones. Fine. How they can benefit us in a way. Sure. What song is it? I don't know. It's just a hip hop. Oh, I thought it was going to be. So you feeling. Feeling good. Boom, boom. Oh, yeah. Boom. Like, I was about to jamming up nah, in here. We don't play that Target music up on <laughs> uh, Affirmative Murder. <laughs> Back to school special uh, music. <laughs> so far from being dumb or making us dumb, the use of smartphones can actually boost people's memory skills, according to a new study. Mm-hmm. Scientists say that rather than making us lazy or forgetful. Now, we've hear, heard all these negative stuff yes. about how smartphones are bad. You know? Yes. But what is it? What is it? All kinds of shit with It's it. how it you use it. Isn't bad. So scientists say that rather than making us lazy or forgetful, the digital devices provide a valuable service of strong, very important information of low complexity, which frees up our brains to remember other things. Yes. The University College London team says using a phone as an external memory not only helps people rem- remember what's stored in the phone, it helps them remember unsaved information too, like passwords. I think passwords is uh, is a big for me anyway. Yeah, but if that ever crashes in some kind of way, I'm fucked. Yeah, man. It's I got face rec- facial recognition, yep. thumbprint recognition. Yep. I don't know any of my passwords. Nope. The suggested password for uh, Apple phones is crazy. Yeah, it's like suggested password seventeen. Oh, it's crazy. JX dash one eleven dog. You're like yeah. I don't. I'll never remember. I'll this. remember. No, no way. So neuroscientists have previously been worried that using too much technology could reduce our brain function. For the study. The team developed a memory tag to be played on a touchscreen digital tablet or computer. The test was taken by 158 people aged 18 to 71. They said we wanted to explore how storing information in a digital device could influence memory abilities. Uh, Led Arthur, Dr. Sam Gilbert said, we found that when people were allowed to use an external memory, the device helped them to remember the information they had saved into it. Participants were shown up to 12 up to 12 numbered circles on the screen and had to remember to drag some of the some of these to the left and some to the right. Mm. The, num- the number of circles that they remembered to drag on the correct side determined their pay at the end of the ex- experiment. Ooh. I like mind games like this. Yeah. So one side was designed, was, was designated high value, meaning that remembering to drag a circle to the side was worth 10 times as money 10 times as much money as remem- remembering to drag a circle to the other low value side. Mm. They used, they had, they had used, I'm sorry. They had to use their own memory on half of the trials and they were allowed to set reminders on the gadget for other half before do all the ones that come, performing the, the task money. 16 times. Yeah. So it was like, so Remind me of the ones that give me the most money. Yeah. That's <laughs> pretty much. Somebody was like, Oh, I got this. <laughs> <Sure>. <laughs> Everybody else all fucking. Oh, you forgot the one that's a dollar. Okay, cool. Oh, oh no. The $50 one, I remember, though. Yeah. So results published in the Journal of Experimental Psychology show participants tended to use the digital devices to store the details of the high-value circles. When they did so, their memory for those circles was improved by 18%. Well, if you add money, yeah, incent- yeah. some type of incentive exactly. into it with money, they go, oh, shall yeah. So their memory of low-value circles was also improved by 27% even in people who had never set any reminders for low-value circles. The results also unearthed a potential cause to using reminders. When they were taken away, the participants remembered the low-value circles better than the high-value ones, showing that they had entrusted the high-value circles to their devices and then forgotten and then forgotten about them. Yeah, okay. Now, because at first I was like, I'm not really seeing how this works, because yeah. like, of course you're going to remember the high-value ones, 
because they give you more money and yeah. you get to use the alarm. But then they take it away. Yeah. And you because you had to know, you don't need to know the ones that they're going to lock in. Yep. You have to know the low value ones. Yeah. That's a trick because now I bet you they don't pay you until you take the final test where they don't give you the oh, ability yeah. to store it. So you're only going to remember the low value ones. Yeah. Yeah. Well played experiment. Yeah. So got you. You, know, you figured it yeah, out. Yeah. I was like, yeah, easy. <laughs> so they said that uh, this was hardly surprising, but we found out, we found that the device improves people's memory for unsaved information as well, said Dr. Gilbert. This was because using the device shifted the way that people use their memory to store high importance, high importance versus low importance information. So again, I feel like hardest shit you would uh, I'll put it on my phone. Yeah. To remember then, but when you don't have that, you go. It's, uh, but I feel like that's just you. I think that's just. I think it's person to person. Yeah. You don't think so? It's like. I well, feel I'm like, just trying to think of examples of things that I. Because sometimes you can go, sometimes you can go. That are important, like important things that are on my phone. Yeah, but I mean, like sometimes, like it'd be situations where you go, how the fuck I didn't remember the important thing, but I remember the least important thing. Sure. That's just, I feel like that just happens. Yeah. Just because, you know, natu- it's naturally easy to remember something, you know, that's less stressful, I guess. I don't know. I think, I think that's, that's interesting. I mean, I, I don't know, because I feel like I'm, it's easier for me to forget the things that are low important. Like I just forget that okay, I did yeah, it. Yeah, true. Know? True. So I get that. This is an interesting. I mean, like I, again, I can't really think of the practical application of it in my own life for me to be like, yeah. But I'm also I understand the experiment that was just laid out in front of me by you, yeah. And so that makes sense to me. But I don't know what is an example of something that's important in my phone that I leave to the phone to remember, and then I just remember like, <clears throat> and then I use my phone to do like simple math. Yeah, yeah like I like that part. I understand, like, because I I've heard this argument in a way as to why kids are allowed to use calculators in school. Mm-hmm. But I'm still kind of against it because, like, when you're out in the real world as an adult, you should know how to, like, calculate a bill tab or, you know, give somebody a um, uh, a good tip or something yeah. like that. And, you know, yes, I will use my phone to calculate 20% on a $100 bill. Or not, like, you know, 125 or something. Yeah, or something yeah. a little off where I go, oh, it's yeah. easier for me to just put it in like this. But I don't know what the opposite of that thing is that's hard that I leave to the phone to, I get, you know, I, I leave everything to the phone. Yeah, yeah. And that's why yeah, I man. think it's a detriment. Yeah, yeah. But I think that the argument is like, well, you know, if you're just doing a quick, if you're doing math, you're trying to do math in the class and you just need to know seven times seven is really quick. You just put it into your calculator. Yeah, yeah. But like, that's, that's not good. Right. I, I don't did, think. I did hear the biggest, I saw on Twitter that the biggest scam was the TI-83 calculator. It's the biggest scam ever. Yeah, because you don't do any of the things that it does. But everybody's like, you need one to go to school. No. I didn't you plot a graph. Didn't. I didn't plot a graph on that thing not at once. Play the snake game. It was the game when they yeah. bit. Spelling boobs. Yep. So <laughs> right. So when people had to remember by themselves, they used their memory capacity to remember the most important information. When they could use the device, they saved the high important information into the device and used their own memory for less important information instead. Sure. He also warned of the necessity of backing up important information in case the device stops working. That was a. I thought that was a pretty interesting. Uh, That's an interesting study experiment. Yeah, I but mean, yeah, that shit. You don't think about that shit until like somebody pointed it out. Yeah, you go. Oh yeah. Yeah. These are that. Don't I don't know any of my passwords, nope. and I don't think about it until sometimes I do think about it. Where I go, man. I if think this about it. Crash. I don't or, know it. Yeah. I go up. Reset. Where you got to reset? Yeah. <laughs> then you're like, well, what's the email address I had to use five, yeah. seven years ago? Like yeah. it's all a whole thing. Yeah. You know, so yeah. it's not, it's hell when you. When these things betray, is anybody like I wonder if people is Facebook is MySpace still a thing? MySpace, yeah, I think it still exists, but it's a whole different. It's used okay. for I think it's for music. Like so you can't even like if somebody knew 
their shit still. I don't think those accounts are still up. Oh. I don't think so. Okay. Maybe you, maybe, but I don't know. Like, well, can you go on MySpace and log yeah. into your old account? You I think the whole algorithm. Do they, they store? You think it's stored somewhere? Or it's Possibly. Just like, it's just, it's just gone. What'd you do? Why are you asking? No, I mean, like, if somebody <laughs> remembered their Facebook, their MySpace password. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Somebody be like, log into I mean, your old MySpace. Into it. Like, that'd be crazy. Who has yeah. the same email from twenty years? Twenty ago? years ago. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I don't think so though. I think that MySpace the. URL like the URL still exists. Mm-hmm. Like I think it's a music website now. Okay. I think Justin Timberlake bought it, really? but it's like yeah. not the same not thing. The same. Yeah, 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 so I, I don't think you can go on there and log into your account from mm-hmm. twenty years ago. Yeah, but that okay. doesn't necessarily mean that you couldn't. A, a person who's uh, computer savvy couldn't like backdoor log in some kind of way, find where that stuff is stored because everything on the inter- internet kind of lives forever. Yeah, yeah, and find your old account. Mm-hmm. But it would be like somebody would have to really want to find something on you yeah not like me you have to be like a hacker you'd have to get like hacked like a real like mr mm-hmm. robot type of shit every th- to me to my knowledge if it's on the internet it's kind of on the internet forever for the most part i agree so, with that yeah my good vibes story is you know good vibes to me I th- i'm always interested in stories like this but san francisco will consider ending all prosecution for psychedelic drug use okay so city lawmakers of San Francisco have introduced legislation that would significantly move forward the decriminalization of psychedelic drugs or substances. The bill will hopefully reduce nonviolent drug possession and make it easier for health practitioners to utilize the powerful therapeutic benefits which substances like psilocybin, ketamine, and DMT have proven to have. It is not a total, it is not a total legalization of use and possession, nor even a total decriminalization of use and possession. The exact text of the bill is as follows city resources not city resources not be used for any investigation detention arrest or prosecution related to use of ethno entheogenic plants listed on the federally controlled substance schedule one list supervisors dean preston of district district five and co-sponsor supervisor hillary ronan of District 9, introduced the, leg- the resolution on July 26, but with the state Senate in, re- in recess until September 1st, they will have plenty of time to consider the benefits amid an epidemic of mental health. They said, quote, we're not in a position to turn away old and new healing uh, modalities that are effective. Mm-hmm. This is a quote from Marjorie Strum, uh, an advocate for decriminalized nature in San Francisco. Um, she told this to fi- told this to filter, which is the publication this is, a, is from. We know the set and setting matters, so this threat of prosecution and illegality is really overbearing. Much of the nation's pione- pioneering research on psychedelics goes on in San Francisco through institutes like the Trans uh, Translational Psychedelic Research Program and the California Institute of Integrative Studies. Decriminal, decriminalized nature hopes that the, if the law were, pa- were to pass, it would score a major victory for decriminalization all over the country. It includes a call on the state of California to decriminalize statewide and join cities like Oakland and potentially San Francisco who have already passed such legislation. Like you can do mushrooms in Oakland. Hmm. Oh, psychedelic mushrooms are illegal. They have like a festival in really? Oakland. Yes. Really cool. Another reason that's just like, you know, I love Oakland bro, and I've never even been. <laughs> I just gotta go It's just in me bro. I don't know I just feel like I would be home there Probably you know? I gotta go I love it so much uh, It also makes the rather noticeable If small change That the speaker of the house The third highest political office In the country Would come from 
a decriminalized district, meaning mm. Nancy Pelosi. Um, I this is very interesting. I watched uh, there's a docu series on Netflix. I can't remember the name right now, but it's about this guy who goes and uh, learns about different drugs. And one of the episodes was about peyote, and peyote is um, it's it comes from a cactus plant, and it's used it's been used by Native Americans for centuries. And in in this legislation, like decriminalized nature, they want to keep peyote illegal. And it's for a good reason, because people have be, began like American people like, I mean, I don't know, not Native American people, mm-hmm. but like, you know, white, hippie American people have started to use peyote recreationally for fun. OK. And they are it, it takes like 25 years to grow it. Really? Yeah. So if you if you abuse it. You're taking away from the native people who use it in a, a spiritual way, mm. not to just get high and watch fucking yeah, Jay and yeah. Silent Bob, whatever. So the decriminalized nature movement is saying, keep that illegal, yeah, because right. we don't want people to be using it recreationally. Yeah, we should. We need to leave it. We've taken so much stuff from the Native American people, and this is something they use. They go on these journeys. They find themselves. They use this for rituals, realistic pur- purposes. And so don't include that in any of our legislation that we're trying to get psilocybin, ketamine, DMT. We're trying to get those things legalized. Keep ketam- keep um, um, peyote illegal. Yeah, because yeah, you can wipe it out faster than you can grow back. Oh, if everybody's like, wait, peyote does what? You get you high as fuck for like 15 minutes or whatever the, whatever the whole thing. I don't re- remember what it does. And I know it's an intense high, but I think it's a short, short? high. Okay. But it takes, like, it takes like 20 years to grow this yeah. plant. And so if people all of a sudden, boom, start going at it like they go do avocados, yeah. peyote food fucking tastings and peyote wine, you're going to make peyote extinct. Yeah. And you're going to take it away from the native people who use it for a purpose, yeah. not to just get faded. So, yeah. So um, the decriminalized movement, decriminalized nature movement is really cool. And I watched um, an episode of the show about it. I can't remember the guy's name, but he's really cool. And he goes and he every episode is, is dedicated to a different type of drug. Mm. And it gives you the history of it and all that stuff. It's really yeah. cool. It's on Netflix. I can't remember the name of it. But anyway, yeah, that was my good vibe story, man. Um, they are, you know, um, um, uh, we both have experiences with like... Uh, dementia and these things and all of these these psychedelic drugs have been linked to helping to cure or at least aid in people's ailments whether it's cancer patients who smoke weed or ingest thc in any kind of way Mm -hmm. uh psilocybin and these other psychedelic drugs being known to like help with therapy and uh you know with memory loss and all of these we're, we're like because of old weird white dude rules and and stigmas and 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 just being you know conservative whatever's mm-hmm. we're we're like we're like we're disregarding a whole sector of possibilities that would help people yeah live a better quality of life yeah. because we go well those are drugs and drugs are for hippies and drugs make you a drug addict and a loser and that's why that's why weed is still illegal it's so archaic it's it's, it's, it's really, so archaic yeah it's bro. like that's it's that's the perfect way it, it's a 50 yeah. year rule yeah that just still is around because yeah. there's still people from 50 years ago are in power that's crazy and they just go no man once you start everybody knows when you smoke weed the next thing you do is heroin then you become a prostitute that is like the mind of an 80 year old yeah. person yeah, that yeah, has yeah, power yeah. still yeah, yeah. they're like it you, then you die everybody knows you smoke weed the end of that road is you die yeah you become a loser you don't contribute to society and you die and so we will not make it legal federally yeah. i think everybody has the same type of tolerance where it's like I need a stronger drug. I've been doing weed for whatever. I need a stronger drug. It's even it's it's simpler than that. Every negative stigma for the most part about weed is based in racism mm-hmm. and people not wanting alcohol to lose money 
50, mm. 60 years ago. Which is, is that, that reefer, blows my mind. Reefer Madness, all of these things. That blows and my mind. The Lazy Mexican, all of this stuff is like all these Mexican people do is smoke weed all day and lay around. And mind. that's still, to this day, the idea that one of the stereotypes about Mexican people is that they are lazy <laughs> is one of the craziest things I, 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 I've ever heard in my yeah. life. It's yep. the craziest, stere- it might be the craziest stereotype of them all. It's, and there's some crazy stereotypes out there. Yeah. But that's wild. The idea that it's like a caricature of a Mexican person 50 years ago might have been them laying under a tree with a big hat on, smoking weed, doing nothing. Where? Where are they doing that? <laughs> Mexican people are some of the hardest working people I've ever seen in my life. But every, every negative connotation that weed has c- came from a, a corporation who didn't want people to make hemp clothes because it's, it's, it, it was taking away from so many business ventures. They're like, this plant can do everything. You can wear it. You can smoke it. It's fucking medicinal. No. This is taken away from Tylenol, cotton. No. No. Absolutely not. This thing kills people. It makes you rape women. It's they all the craziest, yeah. the craziest stereotypes and, 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 and stories. Making a fortune off alcohol, man. The craziest stories about weed were lies. And we still, it's still illegal to this day yeah. because of those lies. That's crazy. And then you hear a story about a kid who's four years old. He has brain cancer. He, they drip some weed in his mouth, weed liquid, and he's not in pain. And you go, yeah, well, you got to go to, you got to move to California and do that. You can't do that everywhere. You can only do that in California, That's Colorado. Crazy. So a, a family has to uproot themselves to yeah. go have a better That's quality money. of life for money. their yeah. money. Yep. Spending money so their kid cannot have like tremendous headaches or can they can have an appetite so they can eat food because they can't eat regularly. Yeah. And this is an illegal plant. Everywhere else, but like it's gotten up more, it's decriminalized, but straight up legal. I think that's maybe it's up to like nine, ten states now. Not a ton. Yeah. Still a lot of them that's not. It's decriminalized in a lot of states, but straight up legal, where I go, I make great cookies. And <laughs> I I put some weed in these, brownies. I can make a millions of dollars. Nice that's not that man. many states where mm. you can do that. People in Colorado and it's people in California making millions of dollars. It's a business. It's a business. Yeah, it's a business. Open out in the open. And a lot of and a lot of like and a lot of uh, athletes or retired athletes are investing in those. It's businesses. a great. It's it's yeah. it's one of the smartest investments you can make if you yep. live in a place where it's legal. Yep. You're gonna make your money back five times over yep. for sure. Yep. And but you can't everywhere. You have to be crazy. You have to have the you have to have the financial capital to be able to start a business in another state. Yep. Which already excludes millions of people. A lot. Yes. It excludes millions of people to go. Oh, I need to be able to like. Go travel to California, go around, Whatever have business meetings, yeah. and find out the. I got to be able to stay in California for a few weeks so I can really, a few months, yeah, to really you know sit down with people, come up with a business plan, and then find out how I can do that in a, a state I don't live in, yeah, or man. I need to move here. You don't. It excludes so many people. Everybody can't do that. Everybody can't do that. <laughs> but you know how many people can go and get a business loan at a bank to open up a business? Yeah, a lot of people. So if it was legal somewhere, you could open up a restaurant where you have weed infused food. Oh, we didn't fuse snowballs. We didn't fuse baked goods. Mm. And there's so many, so much money being left on the table. And they exclude people who have a criminal record for weed possession. So the people who have been making money off weed li- illegally, who might know more about weed than anything, anybody in the world, anything you can know, how to grow it, the best ways, the whatever. Business, some people, are some of the best business mind people. Can't get involved. Can't do that. At least not on the books. You might, if you're smart and you're just a person who has the capital, you might go tap your friend who's like, oh yeah, he did. Yeah. 15 years, he's like, he grew the biggest weed farm in the country. He had the best weed. He can't be on any of the paperwork 
He can't legally be an owner of any of this, so but he's my partner. Yeah. I tapped. If you're smart, you're doing that. Yeah. But that person with all that knowledge can't 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 contribute in the new gold rush. But you can't. Legally, that's what it is. You can't legally pay him then. You can pay him. What, like, he just can't own. Thing? He can't oh. get the license and all the. He stuff. can work. He can, but he, he can, can work. Oh, he can okay, be an employee. Gotcha. Okay, gotcha, gotcha. You can be an employee, and I pay you a nice salary gotcha, to work yeah, in my place. Yeah. He just can't own the. He can't because you gotta get like a license. That's you gotta bullshit. get some kind of paperwork. That's you can't get that paperwork if you're convicted of a, a of weed charges. So in summation, before we get out of here, yeah. expunge all weed charges. Free anybody that's still locked up for weed. Free Britney Griner, man. She's being used as a political pawn. She's not gonna do ten years. But they had to sentence her so they can trade her. Yeah. So I know it, it looks wild. it looks bad on the the headlines. I think she'll be out in the, in the next six months. I still think that's terrible. She's in a Russian jail for the next six months or whatever. But I just think they had to sentence her so they convict her and then they trade one of theirs for one of ours. Yeah. And she's being used as political fodder and it's disgusting and I think it's fucked up. But there are people here in this country who are in jail still. So that same energy. Keep that saying. If you're like a weed pen, yeah, man, it's people serving prison time right now for weed pens or something adjacent joints or whatever, mm-hmm. out, an ounce of weed. So just keep let's let's have that same energy for the the demonization of weed across the board because it's people that don't get to see their families because the, they uh, like weed. Yeah, <laughs> still to this day, while there are people making millions of dollars, weed Uber, there are delivery services that will bring weed to your house. And they're in Forbes magazine. And it's some dude being like, yeah, I mean, my granddad died. I, you know, I had uh, some capital and I just invested it and I came up with a good idea. And I'm, they call me, uh, you know, the taxi man of weed. And he's on a, a magazine cover. Making a fortune. You know, when it's people, it's like people 20 years ago, it was people selling weed with masks on, bandanas around their face. Like it was a fuck, the, the darkest time. And now you could be on the cover of a magazine yeah. in a room full of weed and it's legal as fuck. And you get to have tours. <laughs> Crazy time. It's one of the craziest things I've ever seen. Yeah. I wasn't around for prohibition. I don't know what it looked like when we when alcohol used to get moved around on wagons in the dead of the night illegally, and then all of a sudden you can go get Jack Daniels in a in a liquor store. I wasn't there for that, but I'm here for this, and this shit looks nasty. To see some like 50 year old white dude like, well, I was. I made a lot of money as a as a as a in tech business, and then I just was like, you know something? I smoke weed every now and then. You know, I'm fun. What if I invested in this and now I have a billion dollars? You're like, wow. <laughs> and you just get to openly say I sell weed yeah. to the world and it's like people applaud you. That's crazy. So, yeah. Anyway, okay. um, recommendations. Um, I'm sure I have some, but I can't think of. Oh, I watched. I saw Nope. What's that? The Jordan Peele movie. Oh, he's, oh yeah. He I saw Nope. Nope was great. I yeah. talked about Prey last week. Prey is still. I started re- watching it last night. I watched it last night. It's a fucking good movie, man. I think. It's a fucking good movie. I think um, it's really fucking. That's good one movie. of the that character, whatever you want to call it, uh-huh. is probably one of the, the hardest looking creature things I've ever seen. Oh, the predator. Yeah. Oh yeah, the predator. He has tough. Like why he has dreads? I don't know. I don't know if it's racist. It's so, it's I don't so know. Cool. I don't know why it's he has so dreads, cool. but it's it looks like cool. Eight feet tall. Yeah, it's, it's, it looks cool. It's, it's so cool. Yeah, yeah. The predator was yeah, really I watched, cool. I watched it last night. Uh, a lot I of watched, people are calling it the best predator movie of all of them. And I don't really? fight. I don't dis. I don't disagree. Because mm. some of them are terrible, but this yeah. one is objectively good. Yeah. And so it's. I would put it up there with the first Predator. I thought it was good. I liked it. Uh, yeah. I watched. Did you see the Rescue? No. What's that? It's about when that that soccer team got stuck in yes, the cage. Yes. the in, not Philippines. Was it the and Philippines? Thailand. I think. Thailand. Yeah. Yeah. You I saw, saw that. You saw it. The one on National Geographic. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Where they show you like the plan they had to make. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. yeah that I shit was that. crazy, man. The what they that had to do was. When they had to put them to sleep, to put them in those bags, I was sleep. like, yes, these was, kids are going to die. It was and like, I knew they didn't die, but I was like, they're going to, they are going to die. Right. And they didn't. 
it was um what was it? It was the fact that they had to get these see deep divers that do it as a hobby. The best that the but they're the but best. They're the, ever. they're the they're the best. Yeah. Because nobody does this crazy. the Navy says go, they went, yeah, we not we we not we trained to do yeah, this. Yeah, you guys are crazy to be this good. This <laughs> is dumb. Where do you guys even practice this? Oh, you know. Still fun. In my main my main time, I'm an accountant. It was yeah. a bunch of like it was a bunch of like 50-year-old right. white dudes. They're like, I'm they weren't even like you would think the guys that saved them were a bunch of like abbed up. No. <laughs> just no. fucking no. a bunch of fucking Chris Hemsworth. These were like dads. It was, it was, it it was, was like six dads. It was like, here, get get these people. Yeah, I need Kevin Smith, <laughs> John uh a band of it was a bunch of Polish people like yeah, yeah, John uh, Panasklowski. And they were all like fifty and chubby and bald and and That's they were crazy. but they were machines. Like, get these people. When you here. put that scuba shit on them, they were Michael Jordan. It's crazy. They were the Michael Jordan scuba. And they coming out and Netflix is doing a like reenactment of it. Oh, I bet Tom Hanks is gonna be in that. I don't know who's in it. I bet it comes Tom out Hanks. in September, I think. You need Tom Hanks, Paul Giamatti, uh just a bunch of 50, 60 year old white dudes, man. Yeah. It's like that's who saved those kids. Yeah. Is some so I'm, old I'm excited, white dudes. I'm excited to see it. Cause I was like, because me and Steph was like, yeah, incredible. I'm like, they walk that far. It was a And then the whole thing was water. It whole like thing all of a sudden. That was up. a that was just like a hike. That's crazy. It was a hike one day, and then the next day it Monsoon was Monsoon came and it was like water. Oh yeah, we can't get out of here. That's crazy. And then keep this in mind too. But that moment when they come up and they find them, it's pitch black dark pitch in there when they're dark. not in there. It nothing. Can't see your hand in front of your face. They were in there for like months, right? They it's was been a while. There. I think weeks. I think it was they was in there for about ten days before they came. Like maybe like three or four days before they found. And them. they started bringing but, the food, right? But, but it, was like, even it took, took like a month. It took like a month for them to get. That's there. what. So they were in there for like two months at least. Crazy. In the dark, pitch black. Dark. They might have sent them when they found them. They might have sent them some lights or something because they were sending them food and stuff. So, but it could have got. I mean, it. Before they, they found them, though, they were in the dark. They were in the dark. Oh, that's crazy. Terrifying. That's terrifying. Yeah. So no, that's really good. Rescue's really good. Yeah. Uh, Pray. Um, I watched The Day Shift on Netflix. Jamie Foxx's new movie. Oh, sure. It's yeah. silly, but it's fun. Like they abandoned Is it like a like a Wayne's Wayne's Brothers type movie. It's kind of like a Wayne's Brothers movie, and like you might you probably won't get the reference, but it's like kind of like a Sam Raimi movie, which is uh, Sam Raimi did uh, Drag Me to Hell and like um, the Evil Dead movies, where it's like over the top violence, but it's so over the top it's silly. Like it's not necessarily graphic. It's like damn, and there's a lot of action, mm. but they abandon and Snoop Dogg's in it, and you know something? He's fantastic in it. Is he? I love Snoop Dogg, but in this movie, he isn't just like he's Snoop Dogg. Obviously, like he's he's Snoop Dogg, but he does a good job. And Jamie Foxx is always funny, and Megan Good is still gorgeous. Absolutely, but I, she kind of disappeared because she got married and stuff. But now she's got divorced, and she's like back. Yeah, <sighs> didn't miss a beat. Yeah, <laughs> man, she's gorgeous. Oh my god, gorgeous in this movie specifically too. But is it? Go ahead. You remember that movie we watched? It was a, this is movie. Is a, I don't know the name of the movie. I might. But it's do your it's, best. It's okay. So what happened was I think these these um kids whatever went on a trip right. Uh-huh. And they met these two guys, these two white guys that lived on that. You know what I'm talking about? That yeah, lived, Tucker and Dale. Something like that. I want to say Hank and Dale. And they thought that they were killers, but yeah. it was an actual killer. And they were just nice and guys. And they was just like, they was like killing themselves or something, something weird They like were that. running from they these like, guys. And yeah, they would always yeah. like fall into yeah. a chainsaw. And they're like, what are you doing? Why are you? And they were, <laughs> that, that movie's funny as fuck. It's kind of like that a little bit because oh, it's about man. vampires. Oh, okay. It's kind of like that a little yeah, bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's Tucker and Dale. 
Something like something that. Like I that. can't remember. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, that, just, that movie's you, really good. Yeah, when you describe that movie, that's, that's it's like that. That's head. a good okay. yes. Um, you took what I said and you brought a perfect kind of like yeah, yeah, yeah. Com- compare comparable movie to it, and it is comparable to that. Okay, and it's because it's like the violence is cra- it's so crazy it's silly. Yeah, but it's just goofy. As shit. It's goofy. Yeah, 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 and there seemed to be like there was a plot that they were going for, and then they just kind of just abandoned it halfway through the movie. But you don't care because it's just you know mm. you're not you're not like expecting this movie to win Oscars. You're yeah, just yeah. like, I don't know. Are they going to blow some more stuff up and kill some more vampires? Then whatever. The daytime doesn't kill them. Sometimes it does. You know, like there's plot holes that are really big, but you mm-hmm. don't care because then Snoop Dogg is like so good in it. Snoop Dogg shows up at the perfect time, does some real cool shit. <laughs> Jamie Foxx is funny the whole time. Dave Franco. Okay. The guy, he's from. His brother, right? The little, yeah, 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 yeah. He's funny as shit. He's in it. He's great. Does he do a lot of stuff? He does a lot of comedies. Okay. He was in a... Uh, I know you saw, we went to see The Neighbors together, didn't we? Didn't we see The Neighbors? Seth Rogen, and he like buys a house next to a fraternity and they're partying and it's Zac Efron. And oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The yeah. baby was funny and some yeah, kind of, yeah. I know we saw, I think we saw the movie together. But anyway, Dave Franco does those kind of, he does like comedy movies. Right. He okay. did a lot of Seth Rogen movies, actually. They mm-hmm. were like cool for a bit. But he's in this movie. Everybody's great. The day shift. Don't expect a lot from it. Just kind of like, it's a fun movie. It's mm-hmm. just fun. You're going to go, well, why this? Why'd they say this? And they never really go back into that. It's one of those kind of movies where you go, I remember they said something about this, but they never really like brought it back around to, mm. you know, connect the dots. Yeah. But then you're like, but that fucking vampire did this and that was cool. So you forget about it. Okay. At least I can. And I'm a movie. I'm a movie like snob. Yeah. Like if a movie doesn't answer this question I had and, it, and I feel like it should have, I'd be like, that movie sucked. Mm. But this movie, I go, eh, it, some of the stuff didn't get answered, but it's fun. It's a good, fun movie. So between that and Prey, which is, Prey is just good. Yeah. I like but that. those, it's also fun. It's good and fun. Day Shift is just fun. So I recommend Day Shift because it's a fun watch. So yeah. Check it out. Those are some recommendations. Anyway, I've been Alvin Williams, joined as always by my partner in true crime, Franco Evans, and we'll see you guys next week. Deuces. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park